Welcome, everybody, to episode 24 of the 10 Count Wrestling Podcast. It is I, the man who got expelled from the old school, Chris Parcella, along with... I am the Musica Mauler. You all know who I am by now. Yes, I'm on again. Too bad. I'm the man that gravity remembered. <laughs> Welcome back, boys. I am the 10th wonder of the world, Mr. Scrumpf, and I'm trying to talk louder. I've been listening to your feedback. Millions of people say, you need to speak up, but I will try my best. <laughs> so we got the round table again And in this week it is the top 10 Wrestlemania openers And we're not talking about the shitty pre-show We're talking the live pay-per-view After the somebody sings the national anthem We get into the card But before we get to that Tonight In just a few short hours It's the elimination pay-per-view Elimination pay-per-view I'm an asshole The elimination chamber pay-per-view network event and there's uh, seven matches. One, two, three, four, three. So let's go over it real quick. On the kickoff show, Buddy Murphy defends the Cruiserweight title against Akira Tozawa. I like Buddy Murphy to retain. I like Buddy Murphy because he bangs Alexa Bliss. So yes, uh, Buddy Murphy. I hate Buddy Murphy because he bangs Alexa oh, Bliss. Good point, good point. Yeah, jealousy is a... Does that mean you're going with Akira Tozawa? Yeah. Ah. All right. Bet your ass! I don't know. Anybody with a mouth guard usually doesn't win. I'm going to go with Buddy Murphy. Did that guy have the belt Akira at one point? He did. Was, he beat the man that Gravity forgot, up. actually. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. Uh, next up, uh, that match is going to be all right because Buddy Murphy's really good. Next up, we got a handicap match, which isn't politically correct in 2019. Handicapable. Ma- it's handicapable, okay? By the way. Baseball doesn't like injury uh, disabled lists. You're all welcome for tomorrow off. President's Day. That's because of me. You're welcome. In a hand, I don't do that one on the show too often. In a handy, capable match for the Intercontinental Championship, the Intercontinental Champion Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush defend against Finn Balor. Peter, hmm. I'm saying Finn Balor, baby. Finn, Finn deserves a win after that showing with Brock Lesnar. I saw an 11 day old baby piss straight up in the air, <laughs> and it had more charisma than Bobby Lashley. I'm going with Finn Balor. Wow. Well, for that reason, I'm actually going to go with Bobby Lashley because you take the title off him in his career in WWE, you might be dead. Oh, dead. <laughs> I'm going with Finn Balor. I think I like heel Bobby Lashley because Leo Rush is his spokesperson. Yeah, he's not bad. He, Did he shave his fucking eyebrows though? I think he might. Have it's so him. weird you looking. You know what's funny? He looks like the little kid in Fresh Prince. It looks like yeah. Bobby Lashley just looks like the little kid from Fresh Prince with with a huge body. Oh, that kid that was like, is it Will's son or is it not that? That yeah, kid, that one. The kid that also played his son in, like, Independence Day. He's like, yes. we're going to shoot aliens. Yep. Pew, pew, yep. pew. That's the kid. I think he was also in The Little Rascals. I think Bobby Lashley has a great resume. He does. He was in Little Rascals. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Will Smith. Yeah, pro- pretty sure program. He, he had that speech, I have a dream. Oh, my um, God. Can't we all just get along? Um, this is black. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, didn't he sit in the back of the We box? might have to oh, cut. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> In a no disqualification match, we've got Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. Was he Mike Tyson's manager too? He might have been. <laughs> Braun Strowman. That was Don King of the Ring. <laughs> Braun Strowman. You going with Braun Strowman? Who's 
in the chamber hey, match again? Can we'll, we give a We'll re- get there. Okay. We'll get oh, there. Oh, I thought this was the match. No. No disqualification. Braun right. Strowman versus Baron Corbin. Oh, Baron Corbin wins. Yeah, I think something wonky and Baron Corbin pulls it off. That's what and, I and said his, as well. And his, and his suit. Yes, Baron Corbin <laughs> in his suit. The executive champion. <laughs> SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Uh, Mick Miz versus the Usos, maybe. Yeah, Jimmy cool. Uso, you know, getting arrested over the weekend. Yeah, Are they still showing up this weekend? We don't know. Um, so life. I <laughs> had it as before the arrest. I had the Usos winning. Now I'm not so sure. I don't think they're dropping the tag belts that quick. They're going to retain. So you're going with Mick Miz. Mick Miz. Well, I'm going to say who Mick cares. Okay. Yeah, honestly, I, uh, I don't like this angle. I think the Miz is be above this. Yes. I'm going to go on a limb. And so a surprise tag team comes out. So the revival. It wins so that they can work on the Shane versus Miz. Do you think it's going to be the Midnight Express? Who do you think? I hope so. <laughs> who do you think the secret tag team will be? Sanity. The fucking New Day. Yeah. Undisputed Era. Yeah. That would be. That'd be pretty amazing. That would be something to write home about. My dearest Abigail, it's been a fortnight since I last felt your warm embrace. The Undisputed Era made their debut tonight, and by God, it gave me the vapors. I mean, that'd be a great way to introduce an app. Like, yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. And they all, none of them have gold in NXT anymore, so you they could their, do it. their freaking entrance music? Come on, people go nuts. Tonight. Shock. I think the Fox Islands are going to win. Oh, boy. <laughs> I hope so. difficult. What happened to the uh, other guy that was Rusev's buddy? Aiden English, he's doing commentary on 205 Live now. Is he injured? Yeah, they just have bigger nothing for him. You can't wrestle, you want to Basically. Is he under 205 pounds? He's doing commentary. You you don't have to weigh under 205 to commentate. Um, Well, you do if you're going to bang Corey Graves, though. He's. (laughs) We're not going there. Until until it's proven fact, we're not going there. You don't know if she weighs under 205 pounds. Um, Well, no. So, Aiden English is married to Eddie Guerrero's daughter. So he he's got a job for life. Right. Job for life, yeah. Um, Raw Women's Championship and what I'm calling the Stanley Steel, not a sponsor, lock of the month. Ronda Rousey's going to retain over Ruby Riot. There's right, just well, no here's way. The thing. I think they want you to think it's a lock. Wouldn't it be interesting if, and I'm, again, I agree, I think Ronda's going to win, but let's just play devil's advocate right. here. What if she lost because of Becky somehow? That would be and amazing. That makes this whole rivalry a lot more interesting. That would be amazing. You know? Um, Pete, Pete, Becky's not allowed in the building. She's been suspended Even though she's been days. back every week since she's been suspended. Pete, she's suspended. So are you going with Ruby Riot? I'm going to go with Ruby Riot. Wow. Just because it just might make this whole rivalry pretty interesting if something weird happens. They can still get the belt back on Ronda and right. screwy wave after. But tonight, you know, you know how like... Back in the nineties, when we used to like when wrestling was crazy for us, right? Remember how the pay per views would end with usually the bad guys like succeeding? Yep. And then you except for like, Mania, watch Raw the next right. night to figure out what. Like, remember when Stone Cold lost the belt to Kane in that Inferno uh, first blood match, and then he won it the right you know at Raw the next night. Yeah. But it, you left you on a hook, so maybe they could do something must like see that. television, right? Yeah. I like it. I'm not mad at it. See, Pete would be right if. WWE was interesting. Uh, but since they're boring and they're pushing Ronda Rousey to the high heavens, it's going to be a clear victory. Yeah, with, yeah, that might screw the WrestleMania. Why would, you ever, well, yeah, why would you ever lose yeah. 
regardless how. Yeah, a month she's before, still focused on the stocks and the money. That's the problem. Pete, a month now. before she's gonna headline for the first time women's WrestleMania, you gotta keep pushing her to the fucking high heavens. Yeah, I'm right confused. Right. Like the media outlets that are covering it from it afar. It was confused people. Yeah. People will be very confused. We call a state of emergency okay. for the WWE. Listen, John, I, John, I spoke to Ronda Rousey. She's a very close personal yeah. friend of mine. She said she's the new Raw Women's Champion. She's going to WrestleMania. <laughs> Ronda Rousey couldn't tie Ruby Riot's boots. We're going to build a wall to keep Becky out of SmackDown. It's going to be huge. Huge. <laughs> wow. Why even have this match? Like... Why don't they just go the Lesnar route and not give her a To fulfill the match? contract. Yes, to fulfill the contract. And she needs work. She needs contract. She needs yeah, she needs work. That's why. It could have been a non-title match. Why, why, why? Well, no one gives a fuck like, about a non-title match. Everyone knows Ronda's going to win. You know? And no one gives a fuck about a non-title match on a pay-per-view. You can't do that. Right. Yeah. Um, speaking of title matches, though, an elimination chamber match for the inaugural... Not so really, but WWE Women's Tag Team Titles. We've got the Samoan Sisters versus Fire and Desire, which is Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, versus the Riot Squad, versus the Iconics, versus Hug Life, versus the Glow Girls, which is Naomi and Carmella. Oh, Carmella. Carmella. She, she hasn't been in the news at all lately. I think she needs no. a push. I think she, I think she got one from Corey. Oh, oh, I'm going with the Iconics. I totally forgot this match even existed. You know what? I, I was looking at the Iconics today uh, in my morning uh, Instagram. <laughs> Which one did you uh, like? The nose or the forehead? Come on, man. It doesn't matter. But you know what? I, I, I pushed him for the Iconics. Was the Iconics or the Iconics? The High Colonics? No, the, the Iconics. Um, but I think in my hardest of hearts, I know the Hug Life. Becky and uh, Becky I, and the bitch will win. I think I'm rooting for the Iconics, but I really think it's going to be the Samoan. I think there's going to be a lot of beef it, yeah. raising that belt. It's going to be the Samoans. Samoan. So I have it down a as beef in that I, ironically, two gentlemen will win the first. gentlemen. They're very handsome wrestlers, as I like to say. Congratulations, men! You've won the uh, women tag belts. I'm rooting for the Riot Squad, but the smart money's on the Hug Life. I think uh, I don't want Hug Life. I'm actually sick of them even being on TV together. They need to right. separate them. Yeah. I, I think when uh, the Samoan Connection raises their belts, someone's going to do a nut tap, and we're going to find out that they <laughs> have been disqualified for having the wrong parts. Oh, it's 2019. Anybody can wrestle whatever they identify hey, as. By John. the way, yeah. what happened to Asuka? Asuka they have a plan. She, she her belt. Yeah. And then you haven't seen. They've anything. got a. They've got a plan for her in WrestleMania. Don't what worry. What is it to make us forget about her? Don't worry. All right. They got to get through this tag. They got to get she's through this television right tag now. team. She hasn't even been on SmackDown. Right. She's being featured on this week in the WWE. <laughs> because right. they got to get through this tag team title match and free up nine or ten, <laughs> ten yeah. women. We got to free some bitches up. Yeah. And then in the main event, an elimination chamber for the WWE Championship. Daniel Bryan, Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and Kofi Kingston. It's probably going to be Daniel Bryan, but God damn it, I would enjoy it if Samoa Joe or Kofi I, Kingston I won the title. I, I prefer Samoa Joe. I just, I think it'd be a big pop if Kofi won, but I just don't see long term. Right, but after eleven years. Give the motherfucker a run. Like, even yeah, if it's for what? a month. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not for that. Like, just because someone's been there for a long time, he doesn't have any believability to beat 
big guys like The Miz won the fucking title. The Miz has more credibility to me than Kofi Kingston. Does. Okay, because the the Miz has more of a personality. He can be a great heel. He can be a chicken shit. He can be good point. You know, like Kofi. I don't know. It is February. I'm just. I'm the not Miz sure. Needs, him. The Miz needs to step away from Shane McMahon and be the man. Smackdown. Kofi I, would be a great intercontinental. Didn't he have the intercontinental yeah. belt at one point? I mean, he yeah. didn't do anything with that. So I think. Uh, oops, I was I'm sorry, Justin. I've been accused of cutting you off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it very simple. When they invest in a new title belt, they don't flip it around. I when agree. the spinner belt comes around or whatever it is, Stone Cold gets a new belt. Uh, yeah, they just changed that belt. That well, title but, staying where it is. But it's so cheap to make. They don't care. <laughs> Eric Rowan's getting his big push now. Edge had his rated R spinner for three weeks. Yeah, that's true. But did he get it back? No. Um, yeah. Anyway. I mean, I personally think that Samoa Joe's been a wasted talent. Mm-hmm. And he I probably agree. should have been the champion at some point in the past two or three years. He should have been the guy to beat Lesnar. Yeah. Lesnar's so, fucking like banana pants. But I think that... Brian will retain because it's WrestleMania season, yeah. and someone in the match is just going to face him anyway, so yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, again, like, do you yeah. think what's the, what's the big ball game? Rowan is it? Yeah, yeah. Rowan's going to interfere somehow, or will Harper interfere? Do you think right or will now, Bray Wyatt interfere? Do you think right now Rowan is <laughs> underneath the ring waiting? waiting yes. for his no, not. By the way, did you guys listen to that podcast of how? Big Rick Show had like treats. Yep. He had a yeah. TV. He had, he had a bed. Under the ring, because really? he had to stay there the whole, under, yeah. for the St. Valentine's Day. It was on this, this week something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> yeah, when when awesome. Big Show debuted, it was in the main event of the last match of the pay-per-view. Yeah. And there was no way to, like, sneak him in. Yeah, so before they opened the doors at, you know, like, 7 p.m., yeah. he got under the fucking ring wow. at 7 feet and just kind of, like, hung out under there. Wow. They had a bed, they had beverage, they had a sandwich in there. That's going to be like... They had a they bucket had a for him to shit in? Yeah. I mean, oh, I, wow. I mean, I know personally when I first got out of bed, I'm a little stiff. Mm. So imagine if you have to get out of bed and immediately enter a wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and be seven feet yeah. tall. I can barely walk straight to the bathroom. Um, I, so yeah, I don't want Kofi Kingston to win. Oh, actually. <laughs> I just don't think it'd be good. <laughs> To make a long story short, <laughs> it's February. You can't. Nah, yeah. you know what? It doesn't matter. I, just, I was gonna bring I that just up. Don't think, I was watching SmackDown where he had that hour long. He right. did that. He did that because he did the Seth Rollins thing. Do you want he, he did just that? looks so small. Like, and I, I'm not a guy that's like Vince. Like, oh, I'm one of the big guys, but he just looks way too small. Like, he worked the hardest on Tuesday to build a buzz. But he'll be the first one out because he took all the bumps. And by the way, apparently that whole spot was supposed to be Mustafa Ali. They did not change anything right. on the script. So they just plugged him into Mustafa Ali's. Yeah. And let's just be honest. If Mustafa Ali was in this match, we wouldn't be saying he's going to win. No. Yeah. <clears throat> we would not. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Shows you what they have planned for Mustafa Ali, though. They really like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, they don't want him to blow the ring up. <laughs> <laughs> The views and opinions of our special guest hosts do not reflect those of the hosts of the Ten Gump Wrestling push Podcast. As long as nothing happens in the next few months. Yeah, <laughs> keep mapping. Muhammad Hassan. Wow. Okay. So that was Elimination Chamber. It's now time for Who Fucking Cares? <laughs> as of February 17th, 2019, which is today. Pete Dunne has been the WWE United Kingdom champion for 633 days. Oh, yeah, well, you don't have oh, Chris, oh, Chris who fucking cares? Hold on. <laughs> Which is 625 days longer than the WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team Championship existed. Wow. 
Kid Romeo and Elix Skipper won the tournament finals on March 18, 2001, WCW's last pay-per-view, Greed, by defeating Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio Jr. On March 26, 2001, which was the final Monday Nitro, Kidman and Mysterio won the belts, and then WWE, Beverly Brothers, WWE abandoned the titles right, you know, immediately with the purchase. So that... What's who fucking cares? Who, wait, wait, wait. Interesting. Why who fucking cares? Who buys a laptop in, in 2019? Listen, I, I need it. <laughs> you, know, you know who fucking cares? I fucking care about Paige's new movie. Look at this. Look at that. Fighting with my family? Yeah. I hope that movie fucking I don't want to bore our listeners, but I, I have reasons. Anyway. I hear it's missing. That's a good one. I don't know why they debuted titles right before they shut down the well, I don't think they were planning on going out of business when they held the tournament for them. Yeah. So, I wasn't listening because who fucking cares? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, this date in wrestling history, on February 17th, 1997, oh. Psycho Sid... Sam Roberts! Oh. Psycho Sid defeated Bret the Hitman Hart. Wow. See, I set him up and then I knock him down wow. on Monday Night Raw to win the WWE Championship. Is this the one in the cage where uh, Bret was flipping out? It wasn't in a cage, but no. it was the same night. But this um, is the one where Brett was like, well, what's in it for me, wasn't it? Was that's one? different. Okay. We'll get it. We'll get. I can bring that up if yeah. we want to really make bring this a nine-hour show. Um, but the night before, Brett won a four-way elimination match involving Sid, Stone Cold Steve, um, excuse me, Stone Cold Steve Austin Vader and The Undertaker to win the vacant title. The title had been vacated three days prior on a very special Thursday Raw Thursday at the Low Memorial Auditorium. Oh, wow. um, I wasn't there. It's one, it's one of the Lowell shows I missed. Um, it was forfeited by Shawn Michaels, Who's dealing with some serious injuries um, and lost his smile? <laughs> Sid was deemed the number one contender because, having been the most recent champion, losing to Sean at a wonderful, wonderful match at the Royal Rumble '97. Also on that Thursday, Raw Thursday, Rocky Maivia defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley to claim his first Intercontinental Championship. And that was this day in wrestling history. That was a great match, too, by the way. This is a great day in wrestling history. Happy FEB 17. Hey! Especially to Pat Graham and Mike Graham. Hey! Is it their birthday? No. No. Quick side note. I'll tell the story. Yes, please. Uh, One one time, 20 20 years ago, we were on a ski lift. Me, Pat Graham, and Mike Graham, during February vacation, Mike Graham looked down at his ticket, and he said to me and Pat, Hey, what number are you? I'm F-E-B-7. <laughs> and that has been your real story of the week. And you he can said, see Mike Graham at a comedy store around Denver. You can. Hop in. Wait, is he doing comedy now? Yeah. Wow. It's awesome. It's trivia time. Oh, yeah. We're doubling down on trivia today. Uh, first, nine men in history have won both the European and championship in some iteration of the world title in WWE. Can you name them? Edge. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is one. Oh, Edge was never a European champion. champion. World champ and European champ. Oh, oh Shawn Michaels. That, that's one. That. Christian is two. British Bulldog. British Bulldog was uh, never a world champion. World champion. <laughs> uh, who the hell cares about the European championship? World, champ? yeah, world champ? You mean like the big gold belt? Either the big gold belt or the WWE title. Booker T? No. Was never a European champion. Back. Not D'Lo Brown. He was never WWE champion. He resided for, in Milan Italy when he won the Everyone I can think of. Everyone who I can think of. Triple H. Oh, yeah, because he won it because they. Shot, yeah. yeah, okay. And one of the greatest matches ever. Also in Lowell, Massachusetts. See, that's funny how that was one of the, the greatest matches ever, but the finger pole. Not The Rock is correct. Chris Jericho. 
Chris Jericho is correct. Chris Jericho had the European yeah. Championship. He beat it. He he beat it. Wow. He beat Chris Benoit in a triple threat match against Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 16, and then Chris lost the next night Tim to Eddie Guerrero. Does that mean Chris Benoit was the European Champion? No, point? he was not. It was that when Angle had both belts. And he had to defend against Benoit and wow. Jericho. I guess I, guess, I, guess I don't Kurt remember Angle. the history of that fucking belt. Kurt Angle, see that? You got me to give you one. Uh, Jimmy Uso. No. <laughs> nope. Wow. I hear in jail he was awarded the European title. Four more. No, Bret, Bret Hart. Bret Hart was never good enough to win the European, European championship. <laughs> Damn. Um, Shawn Michaels three times. <laughs> the Rock? The Rock was oh, never said, European champion. Uh, Wow. It wasn't Stone Cold. Stone Cold was never yes. European champion. The European title was only around for a second. That's why, like, I don't even remember Jericho and Angle and Benoit having that match for I thought Owen it was the world title. title. Oh, man. The, God, the Godfather of the You guys title. weren't listening, but I gave you another one. Chris Eddie, Eddie Guerrero. Mark Henry. Eddie Guerrero. So, Mark Henry's part of the bonus question because he was the WWE CW champion. Oh. So was Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam was also WWE champion. Yeah, Rob Van Dam had the European belt. Yes, he was, he was the last European champion. How many we got Two. Jeff Jarrett. Nope. Vince McMahon. Nope. <laughs> Ray Flair. Uh, the Big Show? No. Wow. Cody. No. Vince McMahon. Nope. Uh, Shane McMahon. Nope. Stephanie McMahon. Nope. Gold, gold Dust. Nope. One of them still in WWE. Jinder Mahal. One of them still around. One still around. Wow. Who's our truth? No. <laughs> Rey Mysterio. Is he still around on screen? Yes. Randy Orton. No. But you got the right Sheamus. show. No. No. Uh, All right. Dolph no, no, no. Don't be tripping with Dolph. I like this dead air. <laughs> That's plenty. Uh, All, right. Seven out of nine. All right, Chris, you're smarter than us. Who is it? You got seven out of nine. Jeff Hardy was European champion. Oh, I and Bradshaw was European champion. Oh, I definitely did. And the bonus, the the other part of the bonus, Matt Hardy was European champion and WWE CW champion. So, that was a good one. I believe you also have a trivia question. I have a trivia question. Oh, it's not cool. Ah, we'll talk about him in a little bit. <laughs> no, there. This is your wrestling uh, nerd figure <laughs> portion of trivia. From the WWF Hasbro line from 1990 through 94, there were six wrestlers that got three or more figures. Macho Man. Can you name them? Macho Man is one. Yokozuna. He only got two. Hulk. Ultimate Warrior. Hulk is correct. Ultimate Warrior is correct. But Big Boss Man. No, he had two. Beefcake? Nope, two. He almost had Rick three. Flair. Undertaker. Flair had one. Ric Flair, no. Undertaker, not really, because he had a, his third was a male away. Shawn Michaels got a repaint. Shawn Michaels, yes. Bret so that's Hart. four. No, 94 would have been too early for Bret Hart. You nope. two. Bret had two. Bret had two and a male away, so I didn't count it. Official line only. So, get this hold on, we got Big Hogan. Steak. We got Hogan, Warrior, Sean. Hogan, Warrior, Sean. You got Macho. Macho. Two more. One is quite obvious. I think one is much more. Ted oh, Ted DiBiase got three. Yes, he did. Oh, okay. He got black in the black tux, green tux, Jake. and trunks with the punch. Correct. The snake. The snake. No. He got one. Would it be IRS? I had that. He got one. He got one. What was Jake the Snake's? <laughs> what was Jake the Snake's move? He was in. <laughs> he was in the second series and the last series. Oh. 
Crush. Oh, Crush. Yeah, they used to love Crush. You got Demolition, you got Kona Hawaii, and you got Evil Crush. Who we're fucking talking about. Jake the Snake came with a snake. The snake was awesome. Yes. And, by the way, if you have Evil Crush, he's pushing 150 or 200. Loose. Wow. Oh, he's lost some weight. Oh, by the way. He's lost some weight. Dead. (laughs) Oh, man. Dead. Hulk had four, by the way, for the record. Yes, he did. Not counting the mailway, so five. Power Slam. Huggy Hug, yep. Punch, and he had one in his red WrestleMania 9 that went like this. Dude, Roman, the Hulk made a lot of Rowan is not under the ring. Mm-hmm. By yes. the way, the new Daniel Bryan is amazing. I love it. He's great. He's the Eco best friend. We've got one quick new segment before we get to the list. Listener run-in. Yes. Jason Wedge, good friend of the show, gave us a story and kind of a question. Um, first a story. Back in May of 88, he was going to a show at the Old Garden. Him and his girlfriend were in a crowd of people on Causeway Street waiting to get in. How old is this kid? He, he's older than I am. Um, <laughs> you give away ages. All of a sudden, walking through the crowd like a bunch of nobodies, he sees Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. It was their first house show for WWF. Nobody knew them. He had seen them in AWA and said to his girlfriend, you know, hey, that's so-and-so and so-and-so. Shawn stopped, goes, hey, Marty, somebody knows us. Stopped, shook Jay's hand, and talked to him for about ten minutes. Wow! So that's a well, cool little Sean story. Sean pounded his girlfriend behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean, the one that stopped and talked to him. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, my friend. It was before he cro- his eyes were crossed. Um, and then Jason also. Why does Sean have crossed eyes? The heartbreak kid. And that was the last time Sean Michaels was nice to him. <laughs> um, and then Jason also said, "Curious to know." Who would be your Mount Rushmore of the wrestling world? On that note, Mount Rushmore of managers. Discuss. Mount Rushmore of managers. Uh, Jason, uh, we did top ten managers not named Bobby Heenan. It's episode nine. It's in the archives. So take Bobby Heenan, make him number one, and then listen to our one, two, and three, and that's the rest of your Mount Rushmore. Yeah. It'll only take you about two hours to get through. Right. <laughs> well, that was just the two of us, so that might be a short episode. I like that, uh, you know, upsold your thought. Yeah. yeah. I think you just brushed off your but hand. Mount- <laughs> well, no, because that's, that's content that's already out there, and I don't remember yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, how I did it. Yeah, segments. Who fucking cares? But and Mount Rushmore of the wrestling world, so it's not just wrestlers. It's a Vince, mm-hmm. Hulk, Austin. I came up with those three right away. I don't know who my fourth on the Mount Rushmore of the wrestling world would be. It's probably got to be Flair. Maybe Bischoff for what he did for W... Or Ted Turner. You give it ten more years, and Chris Jericho will be there. I think think Jericho's already there. He's probably number five at this point. So again, this isn't top ten wrestlers of all time, or top four. It's like... People who push the industry. Vince Hulk, Stone Cold, and I would say... You have to put Rock there, too, because Rock and Austin were... we're equally phenoms at that I think time. at this point, though, there's kids who think The Rock was never in wrestling. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He was in WWE for like six years, if you really think yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's definitely... Impact, the impact. So it's definitely Shawn Michaels. Rick Flair. Oh, Flay. yeah, no, you gotta put Shawn Michaels there. You gotta put Shawn Michaels. It's I don't know about his impact on the business, though. Yeah. Rick what? Flay, you don't think Flair, he had an impact? Territorial. Between him... And WA, WCW, yeah. and I mean, Flair. DX. End of story. I mean, you can put the click on there and if you want to say impact on the business. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Don't give me going. I think... I know! <laughs> I think we can all can agree. Can imagine Scott Hall a shit bum, lazy look at asshole? Look at Braun's nose. It's all they, fucked up. Yeah, Braun's amazing. I want him to like be my friend. I think we can all agree on one thing. If there's one person that's not on the Mount Rushmore of the wrestling business, it's fucking Bret Hart. Oh, you know what? Uh, I disagree. Uh, because even though I don't like You Bret only Hart, get four. It's Mount Rushmore. <laughs> hey, you can make an argument for Bret Hart to be on there. 
Hogan? I, I'm not even a Bret Hart guy. Hogan, Vince. Hogan, Vince, Austin. I think Bret's too negative. Hogan, Vince, Austin. He's too down on the I'd honestly put Flair there. To yeah. Be honest. I, I, you have to put Flair there. I love Bret Hart. It's Ric Flair. That's why I, that's why I almost wanted to say Ted no, Turner. They're really they're still pushing yeah, it. but he's No, you know why? Because Ted Turner just opened his checkbook. If you, like you said, your argument was better with Eric Bischoff if you were gonna go that route. You know, because Eric used Ted's money to right. change the business. You know. Oh, I have my fourth. It's uh, Mr. Khan from Jacksonville. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's gonna be amazing. No, I gotta. Hey. I gotta ah! I'm, I'm a big. I'm excited for AEW. Are you guys all but, in? Um, you know what? After watching that announcement with Kenny Omega, it was underwhelming because we all knew he was gonna go there right. and choke the Russell. Hey, look, it's Tabar. But you know what? Kenny Omega I should step- be in WWE. I, I think Tabar's right stepping in there, by the way. Hey. Are you all in? I think the bar. <laughs> my daddy bought me a wrestling. Hey, promotion. John. John, I get a question. Daddy, John, are you all in? By the way, if you listen to Jericho's podcast, he's like, "Oh man, no! Like you guys are running championship teams. No, you own the Jacksonville Jaguars and Fulham football." Team. I wish Will was still they here. They don't know how to champion for the Jaguar bashing portion of the evening. Yeah, so I, there's I, no championship. Tony Khan might as well say, uh, "I got one question for you. Are you ready?" <laughs> Are you all in? Oh, I can't wait to do that for the next year and a half. I have a feeling. I think the bar is going to step into the Usos tonight. I, I'm sick of the bar. I want the Undisputed Era to come. I up. wish I could wear a vest like Sheamus. I, I do. Like I do that all the time. Yeah, uh, well, you know, you're a skinny man. I can wear a vest without a back on it. We can get you a good, we can get you a good size vest. We can get you one of those T-shirts that has a vest printed on the front. Yeah, we can get you a good size vest. Oh, hey, there I am. You know, hey, hey. hey. you are, you are. If that guy can wear a vest, you heavy machinery. Oh, my but he can't button it. He can't button the vest. Like, that guy looks like your friend from college that just wants to chug beers all night. Man. My friend from college that wants to chug hey, beers all so night. Is this going to be a thing? Like they're going to have a match at the pre-show to figure out who's going to take the Usos' place tonight? That would be nice. Oh. Looks like that's what's setting up. But I didn't book the show, so I don't fucking know. He looks like a fatter Pete Dunn, doesn't he? Yes, he does. <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't say Pete Carapaz. <laughs> no, no, Pete, you know. He looks like a more bearded Pete Carapaz. <laughs> Actually, he, 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 he kind of has a George W. Bush face to him. He does. It's, like, it's like if George yeah. W. Bush kept eating. <laughs> By the way, do you think Coach is pissed that he just does the pre-show now? He, he goes, I think he's cashing checks. He doesn't give a fuck. Give a shit. He got out of ESPN and yeah. does I'm not sure, give. I'm sure he's doing backstage job-wise. As the great Tony Schiavone says on his podcast that I don't listen to anymore, hashtag NFLTG. Coach has got no fucks left to give. No, why don't you listen to that show anymore? It's, it's. I mean, between 83 weeks and something to wrestle, it just got too much. I still listen to 83 weeks because they haven't covered anything really that interesting to me in a while. The last couple episodes, they've done like anthologies. Like, they did a couple of sold outs in a row. Yeah. I'm just in the middle of listening to, an, like, basically an AMA and Ask Me Anything with Eric Bischoff. I'd rather listen to that than Eric just say eight million times, well, you know, Turner Broadcasting the bar. was in charge. Bar. We didn't. We had to answer to Turner Broad every friggin' time. That's all he says. Well, you know why, why WCW did so well for so long? Ted Turner was all in. Yeah, he was all in. Ah. Uh, you know, I'll tell you this. I think Jericho's going to shine in AEW. Yeah. Jericho knows how to do it. I think Omega's going to do great. I think Cody. The main guys we know are going to do great, but I think the undercard is horrible right yeah. now. 
Well, I mean, they've got Christopher Daniels, who's been wrestling since 1992. That's that might not be an exaggeration. I love that kid MJF. Yeah. He is awesome. You know this guy? He uh, like Joseph Faye? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he's, he's this young, young it's now it's it's time for the list. What happened last night? Top ten WrestleMania openers. Oh, um, I thought Becky was suspended. I thought her knee hurt. I thought Becky was suspended. Can't they arrest her if she shows up? Get her up? out of there. We covered that last week on the nonsense things. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So much like we've done in the past, top if one of your top three starts to get mentioned, raise your hand. We won't do top five since John does ten top fives, <laughs> historically. So, top three, raise your hands. Raise I think we're going to overlap quite a bit on this one. We are. 100%. I feel like a number one's going to be universal. And then... Look at those two turkeys. No. Go Becky, back. Becky is a well, there's only 34 to choose from, yep. and I would say you could skim a good 10 of them off to right. maybe, maybe five or six. You can, yeah. you can skim most of them. This was actually an easy list. I mean, everyone's numbers are going to be jumbled around yeah. besides their number one, but overall, you're going to hear the same matches. Right? I think so. You're number 10, Pete. All right, guys, so there were two Rey Mysterio matches to choose from. I didn't pick the obvious one, which was versus Eddie Guerrero, because I thought they had way better matches Yep. Um, other than the WrestleMania. So I picked the Matt Hardy Versus Rey Mysterio match, and the reason I, wa- I actually watched this match last night. Oh, good. Um, there was a spot where they were going to do a razor's edge off the top rope, mm-hmm. and then they reversed into a Frankensteiner. It was pretty sick. That's pretty good. And I thought that was really really cool. So that's my pick. I really don't have much to say about it. It was a short match. I think it was like under six minutes long. Five minutes, yeah. Um, it just had a lot of good spots, and it was just entertaining. It's it's what you want a good first opening match to be kind of energetic, yeah. but you don't want it to like. Gas the crowd right off the bat. I'd say I, I probably had that one as my number 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. Because I just... Matt Hardy, pre whatever he was, three years ago. Broken, broken. Yeah, he just... I can't stand. With his, yeah. little, with his little version 2 hand signals, I can't. But I mean... Version 1? Whatever. Matt Hardy version 1? I think when he first came out as Broken Matt, it was interesting. Because it was weird and different. You didn't know yeah. what it was. Yeah, 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 got, yeah. <laughs> Riot Squad's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, By the way, I will admit, Liv Morgan's looking pretty good tonight. Finally, really Jesus, tap dancing Christ, it took you long I enough. I tap dance quite a bit, I think you're going to learn that over time. <laughs> um, Hardy versus Mysterio was actually my number nine. Right. I liked it a lot. Um, it went 537, it was cruiserweight title. Um, I just jotted down some notes, because part of what I took into consideration with these matches is where did they go from here, yeah. like a year later. Um, this is at the height of the Matitude, you know, Matt branching out on his own, trying to become a big single star. Allowed him to really flesh out the heel character. Jesus. He had his Matitude follower, or MFer in yeah. Shannon Moore. Um, it was a great, you know, it was fast-paced. And, you know, I thought 19 was otherwise mediocre. I'm sorry, Chris. Chris, she's wearing an overall halter top. This is unheard of. Okay. Um, it was followed up by a stinker, which really helped it. Undertaker versus Big Show and A-Train was fucking terrible, so it really helped. And this is why um, I don't think the street's that impressive. We'll, we could, we could we go... We should actually have 
a podcast about the free oh, streak. I've got plenty to say. I've got nine pages on something later, right, so nice. we'll talk about that. Oh, the newly signed AEW superstar Undertaker? <laughs> he's, a, he's all in. <laughs> um, but, and then if you look forward a year, Rey Mysterio, WrestleMania 20, once again competed in the Cruiserweight Open, and uh, Matt Hardy was left off the WrestleMania 20 card. Um, so, I mean, I again, my, it's my number nine. Um, it probably would have been my 10 if I didn't put my 10 on there for the sentimental reasons that I'll get to when it's my turn. There you go. All right. John? Uh, my number 10 has a lot of beef to it. Um, not just because of the number of competitors, but because of the size of them. Oh, wow. It comes from all the way from 1996, WrestleMania 12. Um, wow. Owen, the best in the world, Hart, British Bulldog, Vader versus Ahmed Johnson, Sam, I'm sorry, Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> And Mr. Was Fat himself, Yoko Suda! <laughs> um, I think there was a. There's a lot going on in this match. You had. Uh, <laughs> you haven't watched this match I, since 1990. I watched this match this morning. Wow. I enjoyed Jim Cornette as the appeal manager on the outside, banging the ring, trying to get the crowd into it. Mm-hmm. Um. The line from Jerry the King Lawler when Yoko was in the ring, he says, He's been training at Blimpings. <laughs> Uh, but I think it's a wonderful mix of uh, the fat gentleman, the muscular yeah. gentleman. Look at you giving a shout out to the fatties. And the, uh, hate on and, the tech, and the tacticians, which would be Owen and a sober Jake Roberts. What can you hate what you are? How can it possible? You ever, you ever looked into a man's eyes, John Tremblay? Yes. I'll, I'll say when Ahmed Johnson was good, he was good, but when he was bad, he was fucking bad. There was oh, yeah. moments in this match that he completely botched a jump to the outside like Daniel Bryan does now. He did that, a man his size. Wow. Um, which was botched and looked horrible. But then in the ring, he was flying around throwing uh, cross-body checks and everything. It was, it was nuts. Wow. It's um, called the flying shoulder tackle. <laughs> um, the, the biggest issue with the match Trust was me. Jake the Snake Roberts uh, not selling anything <laughs> because he was probably shit-faced. Um, you know, yeah. I don't go down for just anybody. I'm a snake, damn it. For, for 90% of the match, Yoko Zuna wasn't tagged in because, let's face it, once he's tagged in, he can't exit the ring. Yeah. Um, so Yoko. he was so fat, he was hanging on the ring. Like, Wait, what like, was he? He was he was fat. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, hashtag was fat. Um, hashtag dead. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a face Yoko. He was tagged dead. in. He actually had a great segment at the end. Um, I'll give him that. Um it was, a, it was a classic long pin. The uh, the face hits the long pin, and the Jim Cornette distracts on the outside, and then Vader comes in and does his his Vader bomb. And, uh, the Vader gets, bomb. Gets the pin on Jake the Snake Roberts, probably telling him to drink more. The match yeah. is about fifteen minutes long, but you know what? What a great start yeah. to the greatest night in sports entertainment history when Shawn Michaels won the title. Well, in sixty-one minutes and two seconds. Woo-hoo! Yeah, it's amazing they had fifteen minutes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, it's six guys, so, you know, it only averages, uh, you know, two and a half minutes or so. Six yeah. guys, three good wrestlers, and they were all on the same team. But I mean, Yoko Zuna could only go. Yeah. 59 seconds. Yoko was kind of like Andre at that point. He was lucky to make it to the ring. Yeah. He's yeah. been training at Point Peace. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. It's a good one. Not on my list. Uh, my number 10, I, I was bandied about a bunch of them, so I just took a favorite. This probably is not a list. Excuse me. But it's King Haku versus Hercules at WrestleMania 5. Ooh. Oh my god. It's my favorite WrestleMania. I did like the intro. King Haku comes down on the giant king chair with his like, minions carrying him and then Hercules comes down with the chain. And uh, 
Hercules ends up winning with like a, a back suplex that he rolls the shoulder up and Haku gets pinned. Bobby Heenan comes out and tells everybody to get on their feet and show respect to the, the king of the WWF. And it's a great opener, I think, to um, the most underrated WrestleMania oh, in history. Yeah. Fun fact. It is an overlooked WrestleMania. They did, correct me if I'm wrong, but they did that whole like bullshit, like both men's shoulders are down, and then Hercules got his shoulder up at yeah. the last second. Yeah, Hercules rolled it up, so they... Uh, Heenan was pissed and everything, but it was it was a pretty pretty nice you know eight or ten minute match. Did a member of the Heenan family ever win the opening match at WrestleMania? No. Fun fact: Well, what I consider to be a fun fact, one year ago to the day of that match at WrestleMania four, Hercules lost as a member of the Heenan family in the exact same fashion to the Ultimate Warrior. One time, Hera took his powers away, and him and Eolus had to go find their powers. <laughs> I'll fucking and, slap you. And Xena Warrior Princess helped them along the way. So, just letting you guys That's know. That's wonderful. I have no idea what any of that means. My number 10, I titled The Largest Opener of All Time. Can-Am Collection. <laughs> the Can-Am Collection, Connection versus uh, Bob Orton and Don Morocco. I almost picked that, but I didn't Five know. minutes and 37 seconds from WrestleMania 3. WrestleMania 3 is my oldest and most vivid wrestling memory. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the VHS tape, and I would just watch it all the time. It's the pay-per-view I've watched the most times in my entire life. And this, you know, for that reason, this opener just holds a special place in my hat. Yep. Um, it was a fun, quick-paced opener that got the crowd ready to go. Set the stage for an exciting night of action. If there's one drawback from the match, um, it's one of the few matches on the card that had no story. Like, it was just like... Yeah. Yeah. A match that they put together. Almost every other match on the WrestleMania 3 card had a story going into it. It was just a tag team match for the sake of having a tag team match. It was followed by the 1980s Battle of the Full Nelsons, Billy Jack Haynes versus Hercules, which ended in a fucking double countout. <laughs> it's fucking WrestleMania. Yeah, double yeah. countout. Yeah, and um, have like the submission maneuver be the same. Yeah. So. And then if you look into it, uh, by WrestleMania 4, two of the four co- uh, competitors were no longer with the company, Tom Zank and Bob Orton. While the other two had high-profile positions in the company, Don Morocco was part of the um, main event of the first Survivor Series just a few months later, and he was part of the tournament for the vacant WWF Championship, defeating Dino Bravo in the first round, falling to Ted DiBiase in the second round, and Rick Martel would go on to form Strike Force, winning the tag titles with Tito Santana in October of that year. So if Tom Zank just fucking stuck around, he would have been a champion, but instead, mm, I'm going to go back to the AWA, jerk off. And um, they lost the titles to Demolition at WrestleMania 4. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you said I'm all full. But I, <laughs> I always one. say I'm all full. It's a, oh, that's a good one, and I'm glad WrestleMania 3 is involved. But I would add that back then, you didn't really even need a reason. It was just if you were to heal, you hated the faces and vice versa. Good point. And, you know, rather than, like, beating jobbers, it was, like, a big deal with these random... You know, that's an, went, went together. That's an awesome point. I just feel like every other match on yeah. WrestleMania three had a story. The yeah. the Battle of the Full Nelsons, the fat guys and the midgets were to get you know the the, the bow the bowing match. The yeah. the fucking but Christopher. What about the midgets? We can't say midget. It's twenty nineteen. I know I did. You just did it. Your oh. father said it's okay. Oh, don't worry because hold on. I gotta watch. Hi, Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, I don't have a good. I don't have a lot. It's your favorite. <laughs> Alexa, I don't make a lot of money, and I don't have a good place. But I can't wait. <laughs> Everyone in this room holding kale loves Alexa Bliss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Who's next? Me? Uh, number nine. All right, so my number nine might be a surprise. Oh, with you? It's WrestleMania 28. Daniel Bryan. Versus Sheamus in eight seconds? Fuck you on a Sunday. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I chose it. Because (laughs) I watched it with you guys. I think it was at Roman's house. Yeah, that's right. And the reaction it got was huge. And I remember the reaction in the arena was huge. It was even bigger. So to me, even though it was not a competitive match, everybody was psyched to see Daniel Bryan wrestle. and He He didn't wrestle. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. That's why it got such a reaction. He got pinned in eight seconds. Eighteen. Eighteen, yeah. so whatever it was. Love the man. And people went nuts. Yeah. Sheamus actually was like decently like seen as a like okay like yeah, baby face for once. Yeah. Um, but it just I thought it set a good tone yeah. for a fun night, and it got fans excited. It was yeah. quick. Yeah, it wasn't a match really, but it got a huge reaction. That's why I picked it. Okay. I can respect that. Uh, yeah. I, like I, it. Uh, I think you forgot to mention that AJ Lee was involved. Yes, yeah, she was oh, that's right. the manager. In the I, I, I stand corrected. In the uh, smooch heard around the world. That's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, Daniel Bryan was an awesome heel back then, too. It's just, it yeah. just kind of, that's kind of what started getting him yeah. on this. Oh, back. 28. What did he do in 29? Because credit to him. Credit to that, he was pretty big. I think for 29, wasn't he in the ta- with the tag belts at that point or no? Um, 29, was that a Team Hell No thing? Yeah, it might have so. been. Because we're going to talk about WrestleMania 30 later. Yes, we are. I don't know why. Yep, uh, yep, 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 yep. John's number nine. My number nine might come as a shock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually as an old school Jericho vs. Regal at WrestleMania 17, or X7, however you see it. My number six. Intercontinental Championship bout, which... Yeah. I think she kick off most shows because it's the lesser of the two belts. But yeah, um, Regal was the commissioner at the time, and obviously it was a authority versus a top wrestler. Um, I think one takeaway from the match is that they were really throwing bombs at each other. Yeah, if, if you look at the chest of Regal having for the match, it is bright red. I believe we call it his yeah. chesticles. I mean, yes. that's that's one thing I like when you. Uh, that's not the first match and the only match on my list where the real bombs are being thrown. Yeah. Um, Regal with the classic heel moves all around. The even the turnbuckle, we remove the uh, the actual turnbuckle and expose the steel. Um, Jericho hit the lion tamer with the go home, and it was ten minutes short and sweet. And it kicked off a great WrestleMania X Seven. I don't think anything else happened that night. <laughs> Nothing uh, good. Oh. Was- it was my number six, so I have just a couple things to add because I love this match. Like you said, they worked stiff as hell. Yeah. I mean, they beat the hell out of each other. Um, won a couple spots. Regal hits him with a double underhook, double underhook superplex off the top. Ooh. Usually, you see a regular superplex. They call that the butterfly suplex. Not butterfly. Uh, and just some backstory. So Regal was a commissioner at the time, and this is when uh, Jericho was a face, I think. Yep. And you know he he had put pee in his Regal's tea and yep. he dressed his doink and attacked. That was actually really entertaining. Yeah, Jericho was great. Um, you know, the, this, the match ended a little bit suddenly. Otherwise, I think it would have been even further up my list. I don't even think JR was ready for the Lions Hall to win the match. Uh, uh, Justin, could you tell me what, what happened? And how, how did that match end so quickly, Justin? Interestingly enough, that was, this was Paul Heyman's first WrestleMania as a right. commentator. That's right. Commentator. He, was, he was selling that as well. So, yeah, 
It's a great one. Yeah, that was my number four. Oh, wow. Really? I really liked it, yeah. I, I, it was a really fun opener. I mean, it was followed by a match that had no business being on the card. Taz and the APA against the right to censor. Um, and one year later, Regal would again be in the opener for the IC title against Rob Van Dam, and Jericho would be in the title match, the real main event of WrestleMania 18. Fuck you, Rock and Hogan. Wow. Ew. If it's the title match, it's the main event. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I love that match. Cool. You're number f- nine. My number nine. I almost said four. From WrestleMania 31, Daniel Bryan wins the Intercontinental Championship in a ladder match. That is my number eight. And That's actually my top three, but you know what? Go ahead. Just go for it because we're going to we're gonna do that a lot. That is my number five. Yeah, let's wait then. Now let's say the rules. You sure? Go wait. Go wait. All right. That's the first one that made everybody's list. Yeah, surprisingly. Right. Yeah, that's a great one. You know what? It almost didn't make my list. Well, I'm glad it did. That's my number three. Well, then we'll talk about it later. Your number eight, because right. we already covered my number nine. Um, WrestleMania 33, AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. Fuck you. We'll get back to that one. All right. And I can see why you put it higher, but... Yeah, I can see why you put it on at all. Did you rewatch this? That was a Your number eight. That match. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, the Intercontinental match from WrestleMania 32, where they... Where yeah. Zack Ryder pulled off the uh, the improbable yeah. and won the title. I hate. See, I, I liked that match, but I hate the winner of that match. I thought that was dumb. Uh, I like to in these because I got a, I got a few of these matches. I like the list of competitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Cody, who's just a phenomenal. Yeah. You know, even though he's saddled with that Stardust character, uh, Dolph in his maiden Iron Maiden trunks. Right. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, who they know each other so well. <laughs> Every time you see those two fight, you think it's real. Um, some lucha asshole, Zack Ryder, and uh... Luke Harper. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry, not Luke Harper. No, I think that's it. Stardust. Did you get Stardust? That's it. Yeah. Yes. No, I know my, my. I'm sorry. And my. In Miz. Listening to yeah, employees, I wrote that Owens and Zayn blew, blew it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zayn goes nuts yeah. at one point, just going around. He almost uh, shield esque when he's running around the ring, taking yeah. people out. Yeah. Um, Zack Ryder wins for some reason. After yeah, I just, that's the only thing I didn't get. All these, well, I kind of liked it. It's, uh, he lost it the next night, too. To we, thought, we thought it would set up a great WrestleMania that turned into be a seven-hour dud. Yeah. A predictable seven-hour dud. Um, yeah. You're a seven-hour dud. <laughs> <laughs> seven hours is a compliment. Yeah. Uh, my number seven, so just a few notes from me. Uh, eight. Number eight for... We're on. Yeah, we're, no, we're, still say, on. we're not saying it's my number seven. Oh, it's your number seven. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, a few notes from me. Um, I really thought this is why I did like the ending because it really seemed like either Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, or The Miz was going to win it. They could have all laid claim to it. There was a couple like silly spots, a lot of powdering on the early side. Beverly Brothers. Beverly Brothers. Uh, Don't get so, it on my laptop. There's <laughs> <laughs> a couple high spots <laughs> to call them. Uh, Sin Cara gets pushed over and he lands Sheen on. The top rope and then flips on to the group of people that were so it kind of ties into our innocuous fake crap of wrestling, but it was yep. a great spot. Somebody catch me! <laughs> I hate when do this. <laughs> yeah, seen Kara again crossbody through Cody, who was laid out on a ladder outside the ring, yeah. and broke that in half. I'm sorry, who? Uh, Cody. Stardust. I don't know who Cody Stardust. is. Ah, there we go. Okay. Stardust. No one ever, no one ever proved to me that Cody and Stardust were the same person. That's a good point. Grandson of a plumber. <laughs> uh, Miz, Miz looks like he's going to win it at the end and he's sitting on top of the ladder and then 
you know, it's a tip of the cap to Zack Ryder, a lifetime achievement. If you yeah, know. you know, a lifetime achievement. You, know <laughs> you, know, you know, it's one of those matches that you think it's going to set the pace for the evening. Right. It's unpredictable. And never this is why AEW, the more I think about it, won't, won't be as exciting as I thought it was going to be because you know Zack Ryder goes there in a second. But Zack Ryder, left, to, left to his own devices, left to his own devices, Zack Ryder doesn't think how? Yeah, if his device is a fucking mute button. I can't stand Zack Ryder. When he was on his own, me. he built his own following, everything. Yeah. Well, did you watch it? Did you Long watch it? Did you watch that? Yeah. I, no, I yeah, okay, you're the one. Yeah. If he's he never was that popular, he would have been more popular. I just don't think... I think it's all bullshit. Ooh, hey, you can make a career out of being um, one of those guys. Oh, I don't blame the guy for making a career. I just blame him for wasting my time. I think I care about <laughs> so, I the the WrestleMania 31 ladder match is my number eight. I know we're going to talk about it a little later. Yeah. The only reason John's the WrestleMania 32 didn't make my list, I couldn't put two identical matches on my list. I chose the one you chose because I hate Zack Ryder. I chose the one I chose because I thought the cast of characters was better, and it, was and it didn't have wild. Zack Ryder. It had some crazy spots yeah. too. Alright, So, I'm sorry, you're number eight. They all have the same spots. No, 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 that one, no, No. that one between Kevin Owens and Sammy doing all those crazy spots they did. Am I talking about the right one? You're you're defending his point. (laughs) No, man, come on. Kevin Owens and Sammy Sam weren't in that one. Luke Harper and Dolph Ziggler did some fucked up shit. I'm sorry, it's Harper and Ziggler. And uh, Ambrose. Yeah, you're right, they are the same spots. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did prove it. You're right, you're right. Number eight. Maybe blowing some people up here. Uh, from WrestleMania 21, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. No, because no one gives a fuck about that. I didn't think it because I hated it. That's my five. Five, all right. Go ahead. You go first, and I'll tell you why I hated it. So, I mean, it was a good opener, and it was fast-paced, some some great countering. I mean, both guys are can work, right? Um, you know, some some unique stuff. Just to not submissions, But they were, they were tag champs at the time. It was kind of unique. This kind of started their feud. They basically had this match because... Instead of defending the titles, they were like, oh, what if we fought each other? We could tear the house down. See, I kind of I kind of like that when ten, it's more of a friendly bout, but yeah. they're proving who's the better partner. Right. They they just had so many more better matches besides that one to me. Especially yeah. that ladder match when they had uh, Dominic. 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 <laughs> that, but also... Look what I titled my number five. Yeah. Who's your daddy, Dominic? And you know what? Yeah. Didn't they try to take his mask off a billion times in that match? I heard he had an issue with his mask. No, Jericho did, did that. Oh, Jericho did that Jericho. to him. Because he's all in. So the faces at the time, and, and Eddie was, you know, so, uh, Eddie kind of got rolled up at the end and thought, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that sort of started there. Certainly, there's one thing you can say about this match. You can't recreate it this WrestleMania. Oh, mm, wow. Mm. Um, yeah, it's my number five. I really liked it. Um, it was Eddie's final WrestleMania, sadly. A fall from grace from the year before. He was the WWE champion yeah. in a great match against Kurt Angle. Um, I thought the placing of this match was unfortunate given the circumstances. You know, it's Eddie's last match. He was the champion last year. Um, but I didn't think it hurt the quality. You know, these two did what they always did. It was put on a great match that gave the crowd what they deserved. You know, sadly, it was Eddie's last WrestleMania. He was supposed to win the title at WrestleMania 22, but instead they fucking gave it a Ray and... That's and, all I got to say about that. Yeah, I would say on paper, this one started way up my list further, and I, I just kept knocking it mm. down as I watched more of these. That's not a bad way to go. Um, my number eight, we're going to get to. It's your number three, I yep. think. So, seven. Um, I had the Rockers 
versus Haku and the Barbarian from WrestleMania 7. Wow. And the only reason I'm going to tell I'm going to give you a short and simple... 7 at 7. Um, high spots. Yep. Yeah. That's what an opening match should be. Right. Get the crowd warmed up, excited, oohs and ahs in the crowd, fast-paced, and it, it kept yeah. up some stereo. You can't go wrong. Yeah. That was my number six, so right. we're not far off. Yeah. Um, Jim Duggan was on commentary, and actually it wasn't that bad. <laughs> uh, he looked very patriotic coming to the ring, because that was the theme of WrestleMania. <laughs> Why was he, he was on commentary? Because Heenan had to leave to manage Haku mm-hmm. and uh, whatever his name was. And, uh, <laughs> what, 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 is, what, what, is, what does this say? Rockers versus Haku. <laughs> <laughs> all, all you need to know. I watched the match this morning, and... Uh, I do like Heenan was avoiding Michaels after the match for some reason. Um, so maybe to give him his spot. Um, I like the double high spots. Yeah. The, the double off the top ropes. They were ex- that was exciting. That's why it was such a big deal when he super kicked his ass um, at that foot. Uh, what was it called? The Barber's... The uh, Barber Shop. And then Jannetty tried to get away from Sean and jumped through the window. Tripped. Yeah, when he tripped. I remember that. Uh, <laughs> Gorilla on commentary feels like home. Yeah, um, it was a it was the pre, it was actually the pre match to uh, Regis Regis Marla Maples and Alice Trebek being interviewed. Um, where uh, what do you mean? Where after after Marla Maples talk talks, uh, Gene Okerlund goes, "Oh, there's gonna be a few cold showers back there." Are you ready for this? We're gonna Alex, talk to the Undertaker. Alex Trebek, who knows the answer to everything, uh, calls Gino Gene Jim. Jim Okerlund. That's right. I remember that. Um, but it was great. Our, our future president's ex-wife was involved at WrestleMania. And I was also there. Fuck you. I was there. That's right. WrestleMania the 7. It was my third WrestleMania. WrestleMania 7. I'm sorry. I hate spreading fake news. Yeah. What's yeah. Uh, your number 7? My number 7 is another classic opening match. In the, much in the vein of Jericho and Regal, it is JBL versus Fit Finley. Ah, Two yeah. wrestlers that I typically do not like. Uh, see, I love JBL. I think I'm in the minority. I but love JBL. You know what? Two ass kickers, two old gunslingers just going at it. And it was a hardcore match. And there was some hits. There was I one. believe it was a Belfast bro. Fit, yeah. Fit Finley, say what you want. He is a high flyer some, yeah. <laughs> somehow. Yeah. He jumped out of the ring, raiding Mortal Kombat style. And JBL just just took a swing at him with the top of a trash can. and cracked around the skull. <laughs> but the best part, the Sergeant Slaughter moment of the match, yeah. is when Hornswoggle's standing by the commentary desk... Finley's down in the ring. JBL turns his head and just whips a trash can at Hornswoggle. <laughs> that's that's uh, the God of Hellfire's favorite spot when Sabu would just throw a chair at somebody. Yeah, yeah it's God of Hellfire different. loves that. You get JR and King on commentary, which once again sounds like home. Right. Um, uh, JBL whips the can at Hornswoggle. Finley through the ropes, JBL better up. I mean, yeah. it's just. No, it's good. Talk about beating the hell out of each other. It was pro- it was my number eleven, I would say. Yeah. And uh, I and just ran out of time. Just those matches where guys just beat that, like really beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, two veteran uh, Bob Holly types, for lack of a better term. My number seven, we already covered. So what was it again? Zack Ryder winning the IC title in the ladder match. Ah, yes, that dog shit. It was saliva. Hey, 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 hey. It was saliva versus the stereo. Uh-huh. My number seven is. Mr. WrestleMania's coming out party. Shawn Michaels versus El Matador at oh, WrestleMania 8. That, yes, you were. It went 10:38. Uh, it was followed by Undertaker versus Jake Roberts, which we're, we're fucking talking about how shitty the streak is tonight. Yeah. Um, great commentary by Heenan. The thing that made this match so good to me was the first big event for the heel Shawn Michaels. It established that HBK was going to be a player. 
Um, yeah, but he faced a virtual nobody. He faced a two-time Intercontinental Champion, one-time Tag Champion, and future Hall of Famer. Arriba! Yeah. Um, he yeah, won without a finishing move, which okay. doesn't happen often. Santana tried superplexing him in. Michaels grabbed the top rope, and he fell on top of him. Um, WrestleMania 9, you know, Tito would go on to defeat Papa Shango in a dark match, which would basically be his last match. And Michaels would um, defend the IC title against Tatanka at WrestleMania 9. Um, Good fast-paced match. Again, 10.38, a solid opener um, for a WrestleMania that, again, WrestleMania 8 was like a two-match card. Yeah. Um, That's true. But I liked it a lot. What were those two matches? Uh, Brett versus Piper and Flair versus Savage. Was it Black Piper or White Piper? White Piper. Wiper. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, um, if you look back, one thing looking at the openers, uh, especially early on, Vince, I think it's an important spot. Vince trusted only certain guys, and and this was sort of a passing of the baton between uh, Tito Santana and Shawn Michaels, but Don Morocco was one of those guys. Yeah. Um, And um, I think it's an important spot for Vince. So, it's nothing to be, nothing to sleep on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Sid, the cat, has joined. Sid. Welcome. And oh, uh, by the way, Buddy Rose, uh, whatever his name is. Buddy uh, Murphy. Just won. Buddy Murphy retained the Cruiserweight title, so that means Pete, Justin, and Chris are all 1-0. John picked the character's hour. fat loser. So he's 0-1. <laughs> Do you know what Buddy Rose? Do you know what Buddy oh. Rose's role in WrestleMania openings, openings was? He was the executioner against Tito Santana. He came out to no music. <laughs> Most of them did. Yeah, no. It was WrestleMania one. It was awful. Uh, number six. Not much to talk about in this match. WrestleMania twenty-seven. Edge versus Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> uh, what you know? All it is two solid workers. Yeah. It's a safe. Match, yeah, it's a good match. It wasn't a great match, but there were uh, the thing I liked about it was um, there were kayfabing injuries in it. Mm-hmm. Like he was aiming for one spot of Edge's body the whole oh, time, doing the crap job. out of him. Edge's Edge's last match, match, right? No, was not Edge's last match. It wasn't Edge's he last retired match. a day later? Was it? No, I thought it was a ladder match. That was his last match. No, no, no that's that was Christian. I thought that was a ladder. Christian, match. Be- no, he backed in on a jeep on that match. Yeah, to help Christian win the title. He forfeited thought, the title. I could have sworn Edge's last match was when he fell. It wasn't that the Money in the Bank match where he fell in between those two ladders and he hurt his neck really bad? No, no sir. That's when he got hurt. But that yeah, but I thought match. that was the last match he had. We were saying this is WrestleMania 28? 27. 27. Yeah, the doctor said. You're I probably can't, right. I just can't can't wrestle no more. By the way, is Kevin Owens <laughs> going to be at a uh, chamber tonight? That would be oh. nice. No, he keeps doing vignettes on his return. It's like every, like every something. Like everyone should. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came back as a, as a tag team. <laughs> he's proving he oh, can't, he's proving he can't shave correctly over his beard. <laughs> on the April 11th Raw, which was the next night, I think. A week later, <laughs> a week later on the April 11th Raw, Edge came out and retired. I I did not know that. Oh, he's eating pizza. Oh. Pizza. Edge is eating pizza. I did not like that match. I'm not a fan of Del Rio. Yeah. And at the end, when they beat the crap out of the car, it was the worst car beating of all time. I thought it was a good match. 
was alright. No, I didn't care for it. I, I'm not a Del Rio guy, so... Christian came out with the smallest hammer. If you're in the stadium, you yeah. don't even know what's in his hand. You gotta come out with the giant sledgehammer. Yeah. You gotta go over the... You gotta go Bruce Dickinson. You gotta go to that last person in the crowd and go, You! Listen! <laughs> Triple H. Um, yeah. Pete's numbers, uh, John, you're number six. We number already six covered, was right? Taken, it was Rockers Haku. That's right. My number six was also taken, Jericho and Regal. Yeah, my number six has not taken. The champ has arrived. John Cena versus The Big Show, WrestleMania 20. Yeah. Pete, do you have anything to do with The Big Show? I hate The Big Show. All right, Chris. Was fat. Um, <laughs> nine minutes and 14 seconds, United States Championship match. It was followed by the terrible Raw Tag title match featuring Booker T, Rob Van Dam, La Resistance, the Dudleys, Jinjack, and Cade. Oh. Um, as titled, the champ has arrived. This match established John Cena was here to stay. It was a good opener with a title change that got the hot MSG crowd off their feet um, and ready to go for a good night. Um, one of my favorite John Cena matches, which I don't say often, it was also one of my favorite Big Show matches, of which there are not many. Um, Big Show would go on to lose uh, to Aki Bono in a minute and two seconds sumo match at WrestleMania 21. And of course, at WrestleMania 21, John Cena won the WWE Championship and began a f- began began. Wow, began. What the fuck? Began. I I can't say that word. Began. Yeah. There we go. Began a 14 year reign of terror on the WWE. <laughs> so didn't he? I think he hit him with brass knuckles in this match, right? He hit him with those weird word life things that he oh, had yeah. on his hand. And what I would say is the takeaway here is Cena was crazy over before like everyone turned on him and hated on him. He had a like he was super hot with the crowd. I remember him coming out I think at the 05 Rumble, 04 05 Rumble. Um, so it's a good one. I like that one. I hate Not it. on my list, but a good one. You know what I like about you know like WrestleMania twenty, they screwed it up. WrestleMania ten, they had WrestleMania twenty sucked. They had the best. No, WrestleMania 10 sucked. And we're gonna... the, you know what? It's, the WWE needs that long entrance, but it's like, to cut the crowd like that... No, Madison Square Garden sucks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got to save this. I've got seven pages to talk about how bad all that is. We'll get there. Wow. We'll get uh, there. Um, it's time for Justin's favorite part of the show. Hardcore halftime! Yes. Woo! Well, my favorite part oh, of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worst three managers of all time. Hardcore halftime. Uh, Leo Rush. <laughs> Zelina Vega. Um, after her dumb head sticking out of the apron eight million times during that rumble, I hate her. Okay. Who's, who's she the, does not do Andrade any favors. Who's the guy who was the truth commissioner? Was it the Callus? Don Callis, the yeah. jackal? Yeah. Don Callis is amazing at commentating. Though. I love Don Callis. Awful, awful manager. Um... Who was the guy that managed, um, shit? Who's the guy that managed shit? Yeah, who managed shit? Stacey Keebler managed Rosie when he was the superhero in training. Keep going, I'll think of the guy's name. Bob Backlund uh, trained that homosexual. (laughs) I got my three in order, actually. Okay. I might get flamed for this. My number three is Paul Ellering. Fuck you! you know no, wait, no, Paul know? Ellering. No, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Fuck him. He didn't do anything. <laughs> you fuck no. Paul Heyman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's the yeah, no. thing. I'm I mean, with you. The you midget. The midget that manages his fucking team now. Uh, Paul Ellering's old team. I managed. A Drake Maverick? Yeah, Drake Maverick is the worst talk about manager of all time. Talk about a team that didn't need a manager. The Legion of Doom. Who had the greatest? Well, Hawk! 
He was a shorter, whiter Mr. Hughes who would come out there and just point his finger yeah. at nobody. But oh, yeah, yeah, fuck Paul. Number two, uh, Kimchi, <laughs> Kamala's handler, who did nothing. I You're think, talking about, by the way, Kimchi was... Uh, he took him out of the African jungles... <laughs> And brought him and kept him. If he wasn't around, you'd be I, dead. I, I believe he took him out of the Ugandan jungles. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. And yeah. I believe Kim Chi had looked this up the other day. I think it was a Brooklyn Brawler. It was. Yeah. And number Lots one. Lots of people in the WWE are the Brooklyn Brawler. the undisputed number one worst manager of all time. Justin Strang. Talking about somebody who didn't need a manager. Coach. Mr. Perfect's mm. coach. Mm. Wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, manager. He just blew the whistle constantly. The most yes. annoying fucking thing. Oh, so who's the guy from the... Uh... I've got two that are worse than Coach. Worse than Coach? Worse than Coach, because at least Coach managed the Intercontinental Champion. Right. Mr. Perfect. Frenchie Martin. No, 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 no. He didn't promo, <laughs> and his guy's never won. I'm sorry. Frenchie Martin. But he, but he, would, he, he was stood out there arrogantly with the French flag and waved it, and he got he. Frenchie Martin I, sucked. I, I, get, I get it. And then my number easily the worst manager of all time, Ranjin Singh. That doofus with the bowl cut that managed the great Kali when he was the Punjabi playboy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he fuck, was pretty bad. Yeah, fuck him. He was pretty so bad. So that was hardcore halftime. I think you only came up with one or two. Pete's, uh, Pete named three. Pete said Drake Maverick was his uh, number three. You know what? You know what? Dutch. Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel when he managed the Un-Americans. Worthless. When he was the when he was the when he was Jack Swagger's, he was yeah. bigger than Jack Swagger. Yeah, he predicted. Zeb Coulter. Yep. Zeb Coulter. Yeah. All right, that's a good one. I like that one. Number five. Uh, mine's the Money in the Bank ladder match from WrestleMania 23. My number four. Spot Fest. 23. CM Punk. Yes. Yep. And that's why I picked it. Yeah. That's kind of when they started giving this guy some faith, some trust. Isn't that shortly? And he started the um, the what's the stable? The first stable he had with Gallows after this. Oh, the uh, Straight Edge Society. That kind of after that was after that was after his right? second Money in the okay. Bank win. All right. Well, anyway, great match. Um, wasn't this the one where Hornswoggle got bloodied up? Yes. And uh, that was kind of weird. <laughs> but it was a good match. Spot uh, that's my number four. I'll add some uh, some details. Is your number four? Uh, your number four as well. Yeah. Um, it led in from Aretha Franklin's fupa. Oh, that was horrific. Uh, Booker T, Fit Finley, Edge, Mr. Kennedy, Randy, Kennedy. the Hardys, no. and CM Punk. Yes. What do you got? I think you get. I think you're mixing them up. And there's you two money in the, the bank. Sec- you, that's the second one. Bank Which one did you get? Twenty-five or twenty-three? Twenty-three. No, I got twenty-three right here. No, twenty-five is what he's talking. No, about. I said twenty-three. Punk won twenty-three and twenty-four. So yeah, twenty-five is not even. Twenty-three. A, All right. Yeah, Kennedy that won that one. You yeah. <laughs> Kennedy won at 22. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, no. RBD won at 22. Kennedy won at 23. It's 24 and 25. It's 24 and 25. 23. Can we get a... I think Kennedy won that one. He did. Did yeah. Kennedy win this one? Pete. <laughs> yeah, no, Kennedy won this one. Sorry. Oh, my God. Kennedy I watched it this morning. I, yeah, you know what? Sorry. Oh. Yeah, it's not my number four. Well, no, like this isn't the one I wanted, though. Fit Finley. You want 24 with I CM Punk. I want 24 with CM Punk. So I think all back. So what are we talking about? WrestleMania 24. 24. 24, that's my pick. 24 had the list. Sorry, audience, I wasn't as well prepared this week. In 14 24 didn't make my list. Christian, 24. Finley, yes. Kane, Kobe Kane. That's 25! 
24 is Punk, Carlito, Jericho, Morrison, Kennedy, MVP, and Shelton Benjamin. 25, 25 has Christian and Evan Bourne. Yeah. No, no, 25 is uh, Shelton, Finley, Kane, Mark Henry, The first CM Punk one. The first one. The 25th anniversary, is that right? 24 is the first CM Punk one. The first one is the one I want to pick as my five. 25. No one else can pick my pick. 24, CM Punk. 25 is Punk, Christian, Finley, Kane, Kobe, right. Mark Henry, Shelton Benjamin, right. and MVP. Yeah. We don't want that one. That was the 25th anniversary. Get, yes, which 25? 25. 25. Hence WrestleMania 25. 25. Hence the 25th anniversary. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 and I'm, I'm the 25th anniversary. Dude, I'm sorry I didn't fuck up my own pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you might as well chime in and screwed up even worse. All right. Sorry. That's all right. By the way... That wasn't even an opener. 24. Hey, idiot. Was the second match. JBL and Finley. 24 was, was an opener. I thought they were no. all no. in the banks were opener. No. no. That's, that one was that's why I was so fucking confused. Oh, Jesus man. Christ. I really messed <laughs> my number five up. Thanks for doing the research. Um, sorry. I, I think you picked WrestleMania 25 when CM Punk won in the actual first match. That's my number three. That's my number four. No. <laughs> I'm just going to get disqualified for my five. <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> Yourselves. All right, John, what's your number five? My number five is the Intercontinental match at 31. Daniel Bryan. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Well, your number th- is it your number three or your number 12? number two. Okay. All right, we'll get, we'll get back to it. Are you sure? Or is the one at 32 your number two? <laughs> Fat. My, my number five is from last year. Oh. Seth Rollins. All right, I'll hold off. My number five we already covered, Eddie versus Ray. Your number four. Well, my number four is Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. We'll get back to it. WrestleMania 30. You sure? Three WrestleMania 29. John, your number four? My four, Money in the Bank, WrestleMania 23. That was led in by Aretha Franklin's football. <laughs> Watch it, it's horrible. Her pants are pulled up to her boobs. Oh my god. The match. <coughs> has Booker T, Pitman, the Edge, Mr. Kennedy. Right? Aren't they good? Alright, Chris just had an orgasm. Chris, I'm I didn't so happy right we now. Just, By the way, shout out to a non sponsor, mm. Popcorners, discovered you on JetBlue. They're like Doritos, but with more kit. Spicy queso. Hats off to the JetBlue crew that gave me three of these. Um, We've been eating these all show. Well, oh, I have. Yeah, you, you've been hearing it all day. <laughs> so we get. Uh, That's why I forgot number five. It's so good. We got King Booker, Fit Finley, Edge, Ke- Mr. Kennedy, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, CM Punk. The Hardy is obviously well skilled in these latter matches. Right. Got to be in it. Edge, of course. You know, Christian wasn't in it, but we didn't need him because it's a singles match. Um, Finley took a couple bumps off the top rope. Absolutely incredible to see an Irishman fly. You know, hats off to the Irish. I just discovered I was 26, oh, 36% Irish. Oh, um, welcome. Is that your left leg? <laughs> <laughs> it's, my, it's my hollow one. Um, the Hardy's double edge, which there's some real life beef to that. Yeah. Um, the weird thing is they use the short ladders in this one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the normal. Maybe it's because of uh, Booker T not being, being afraid of the uh, the hikes. But right. Kennedy took a <laughs> Kennedy took a shot on Punk on the ladder. That was incredible. He took one ladder and just shoved it in his face up the other ladder. It was just an incredible yeah. thing. And, and you know what? Mr. Kennedy should have been a great like, wrestler for years to come, but, you know. Yeah, but, 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 Chris, Chris, but Chris Benoit had to kill someone. Yeah. Mm. Well. Um, two someones. Yes. Woman. <laughs> Wasn't his wife's name Woman? Yes. 
It's a good one, but I didn't put it on my list because I chose the other Money in the Bank opener, not to be confused with the second match from WrestleMania 24, which confused us all greatly. That leads into my number four, the Money in the Bank from 24, WrestleMania 25, when CM Punk won in 14 and a half minutes versus Christian, Finley, Kane, Kofi Kingston. Martin, that was my number three. Right, then we'll get back to it. My number four we already covered, William Regal versus Chris Jericho, WrestleMania X7. Now we're back. We're, we're out of blow-up mode, and now we can get to our number threes. All right. My number three was WrestleMania one when Hulk Hogan fought. WrestleMania thirty-three, AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon yep. stole the show when everyone thought that match was gonna suck ass. Yep. That was an awesome match. I mean, I give AJ all the credit in the world. He made Shane look like a million bucks. Yep. Um, and nope. here she comes, the homewrecker herself on Saturday. From Worcester. Allegedly. Yeah. I think, honestly, to be honest with you, AJ Styles has not yet topped that match at WrestleMania yet. Wow. For, as far as WrestleMania is for him to go. Yep. That's his best WrestleMania match. Yeah. I, um, I have to look at all his resume of WrestleMania matches again, but I love this match. It was my number three as well. Uh, it was almost 20 minutes, or about 20 minutes, and if anything, it almost did too much for an opening. Yeah, they they stole the show. Man. Yeah, they it, there was like a crazy a, a lot of stuff going on. It, but obviously, AJ can carry any match he's in. But I thought Shane held his own. Shane's often accused of being, uh, you know, just a spot guy. But they, if you remember at the beginning, they sort of have the mix: are we going to wrestle or are we going to fight? And they. They do some wrestling moves, and Shane does a double like takedown, but then they start with striking, and I thought the yeah. striking was great. The MMA-style fighting was cool, and this was right. a way better match than that Hell in a Cell match he had with Undertaker the year before that. Right, so. right. And they, like, obviously the announced table comes in, playing mm-hmm. a couple times, and Shane jumps through it at one point. Styles flips off the top rope yep. and lands in a triangle choke. Um, that was cool. Which was great. Um, the ref gets kicked in the head. And then the barrels come out. Yep. And, uh, AJ misses his shot. Yep. Yep. So some good, uh, Look. some great spots. Um, Shane misses the shooting star press. Could you have imagined that these two, by the way, would have been in the news all week mm. going into their match? One of the conquistadors anyway. in the crowd. What is your number three? I didn't. So look, that, that Shane match I didn't pick. Look. I want to see two 50-year-old men fight. I'll go down to the gold banana and drop a 20 on the floor. <laughs> Well, wow, that was a great match, dude. Yeah, it was a good match. Say. Come on now. My number three? <laughs> my number three happened, and I'm for sure, at the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania. It was the Money in the Bank ladder match <laughs> that Pete Smith. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm certain it happened at WrestleMania 25, not 23 or 24. Whatever, fuck you. Because I watched it this morning. It was a lovely match. Kofi Kingston, MVP, Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> Why didn't you comment when I just covered it? What a fucking before? dickhead. You? What a <laughs> dickhead. I did. I said my what number three. Ass, I said asshole. my number three. So we'll talk about it. Yeah. My bad. Pete doesn't even listen to the podcast, doesn't even know the matches. <laughs> listen to this. Don't blame me because you screwed I'm up. Sorry, I'm I didn't sorry. screw up. I screwed did up I screw up? No, you did not. Exactly. I was wrong. There we go. Pete, what are you reading? Are you, are you making right? up your number one as we speak? No, don't worry about what I'm doing, buddy. You, you go ahead. I don't worry about what you're you doing. You stop stalling, man. People wait for your pick. I'm 
Who's stalling? I already announced yeah, it. You didn't yeah, listen. Sorry, I'm sorry, Trevely. Kofi Kingston, MVP, Shelton Benjamin. Three characters right there that could have their own match. Fit Finley, Kane, Mark Henry, okay. And then he had CM Punk, Christian. What else can you say? Tony Atlas shows up in the match. Yeah. <laughs> Kofi, yeah. Benjamin, and Punk. This is built for Splatfests. Yeah. Um, Benjamin, obviously, with his athletic abilities, can yeah. run up and down the ladder with, you know. He runs up the vertical ladder. Yeah. He, Mark Henry holds, that's what I'm saying here. Yeah. Mark Henry holds the ladder and he just yeah. climbs right up it. I thought it was Kofi. I would have loved... It was Shelton in that match. Kofi does it in another, in another yeah. one. I would have loved if he won. Maybe I'm thinking of WrestleMania 23. Right, Pete? That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, think of the nose and the forehead. Christian she dyed does. her hair. I kind of like it. <laughs> Christian nails an awesome one pretty off the top. Mm-hmm. And Punk wins, kicking Kane off the ladder. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's my number four, so I just had a couple yeah, things, and I'm sorry. Oh, I, like I already it. covered it. Um, like Benjamin, yeah, really the, like towards it. the beginning of this match, nearly kills himself, jumping off the... This is when they're on the outside on the ramp, and Benjamin jumps off the top of the ladder. And nearly goes, dead. Sorry. Yeah. Nearly lands. Oh, that's actually. First. I even know this is Benjamin died. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like like he really hurt himself bad. Um, you know, this is also the one where Hornswoggle brings yep. a tiny ladder. Hold on, these two gentlemen are coming. <laughs> Uh, Mark Henry, if you remember, at one point fakes like he's going to splash onto the crowd on the top rope, and luckily he didn't end up doing that. Another uh, great moment in Mark Henry wrestling. Right. And Shelton Benjamin running up the three ladders, if you remember, they're, like it's like almost like yep. a, a Rube Goldberg, if you will. It was so good they built that into the video game, if you recall. That's right. That's right. And Punk recovers from being stuck in the ladder. They do that quite often with the legs stuck in the ladder, and it wins it. Right. I like it. It's a good one. Um... We cover my number three because Pete just talked about it. It's AJ and Shane. My number three. Burn it down. Seth Rollins, The Miz, and Finn Balor. WrestleMania 34. 15 minutes and 30 seconds. I love the Intercontinental Championship. If I could talk about the IC title all day, I would. Pretty soon we're going to have to do the top ten IC champions of all time because I fucking love that championship. Mm-hmm. It was followed by Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. Nobody was ready for Asuka. Um, this is what an opener should be. Great back-and-forth action. One of the better triple threat matches in recent history. Most of those are usually cluster fucks, yeah. or fluster cucks, as John likes to say. Um, it was a high point in reestablishing the legacy of the Intercontinental title. Uh, as far as a year later... They don't fit in the pod. <laughs> that's hilarious. As far as a year later goes... Um, <laughs> She's just shaking her head like it was her, like someone else's fault, but they're too fat. Miz and Finn Balor, we don't know where they're going to be at WrestleMania. I mean, we've... Got ideas. I think Miz and, and McMahon will be wrestling each other, and I think mm-hmm. Finn will be the IC champ. And of course, we know Rollins is going to be wrestling Lesnar for the Universal Championship. And winning it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I thought it was such a good match. Yeah. Um, just a couple things to note because I, it was my number five. Uh, there was a decent amount of pottering by Rollins at the beginning, but he hit a great frog splash mm-hmm. uh, when Miz had yeah. out on the figure four. And uh, Trembley is getting chubby over here. With, with the- <laughs> <laughs> I was chubby when I walked in the door. <laughs> they put mayonnaise on the screen. <laughs> um, the undertone of this match, I thought Miss was going to win this match because they were selling him throughout the whole thing. He had the strategy. He comes and hits the, uh, his finisher sort of as a surprise at the end. But, uh, you know, he, he possums Rollins a bit. So... Um, I, I thought it was a 
an entertaining ending, a surprising ending for Rollins to win. And um, yeah, I like it. I didn't pick that match. I should have picked that match, but I kind of actually forgot about it. Make it your number five so, since you fucked that up. So re- no, my five has been disqualified. I don't give a fuck. All right? Um, my number two is the ladder match where Daniel Bryan won the Intercontinental yes. title at WrestleMania 31. That was my eight. Um, headbutt fest at the end with Dolph yeah. Ziggler. I mean, Good. Just doing that after he came back from concussions was kind of ballsy. Right, right, right. That's um, like, yeah. Suplexing Stardust off the tallest mm-hmm. ladder. And I think Luke Harper powerbombed Ambrose through a freaking yeah. ladder. Over the top. Over yeah. the top. Yeah. Amazing. It was an awesome match. Set the tone. Everybody wanted Daniel Bryan. After that disappointing Royal Rumble where he didn't win the Rumble. Yeah. And everyone was pissed Roman Reigns wanted that. Year. Right. You, you gave Daniel Bryan something, and then fans were pretty happy after that. So, yeah. um, it was his last pay per view match until WrestleMania 34. Yeah, huh. yeah, because wow. he got a concussion from Sheamus right on the road or something like that. Ziggler was it Ziggler or Sheamus? His last televised match was the night after this WrestleMania, I defending the title against Ziggler. Okay, because Stardust had an awesome moment where he drop kicked the ladder and knocked three or four people off all at once. Yep. Yeah, um, the line of the match goes to JBL. <laughs> E-I-E-I-O, all the farm animal has to do is climb up the ladder and grab the title. <laughs> and there's nothing better than a stadium erupting and yes chance. Yeah, uh, I mean, I like him way better as a heel, but the guy can do anything. He really can. So that just yeah. shows how great talent he is. It's Daniel cool Bryan, movie. it's Daniel Bryan one year later. Everybody wanted him to win except his body. <laughs> By the way, that was the old Daniel Bryan. Right, not the new Daniel Bryan. I would add to here... Uh, not only only in this match, but another one of these matches, Stardust brought his own ladder. And hit it yep, that's right. Was it all dusted up? Yes. It was yeah, all poke it off, baby. It this one was the sparkly one. Oh. The, the the dusty one, I think, was a different one. I think that maybe maybe thirty two. Was he Stardust for two WrestleManias in a row? Two ladder matches in a row. He was like purpley and glittery, and then Wade Barrett broke the ladder and broke a rung off, and then started beating him. Ah, that's right. Which was unique. Oh yeah. So. Wade uh, Barrett was underrated, made, I think. Yeah, I underrated. Well, I made all our lists, so a good, it was a good 30, choice. 32 when uh, he took the dusty ladder out, and he takes the nasty bump. Yeah. The so he did it the year later. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. right. John, you're number two. My number two is uh, Triple H versus Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 30. Mm-hmm. Yes, WrestleMania 30. It's because also my number two. My number two is what? I think that was number right. four. Uh, five or four. No, it was my number four. Think about this match. It was 34 minutes into the show was the first match. Wow. Because that, they had that opening segment where Hulk yeah. Hogan didn't know where he was. That's right. Uh, all, he knew, all he knew was he was in the ring with two people, one he didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it lasted 26 minutes. This was yeah. the, looking at because I looked at every match, watched about half of them. This was the most important opening match in WrestleMania history because it dictated the last one. It dictated the main event. Yep. Um, it meant something. Stephanie looks so good in her shorts there. This is how you <laughs> use Stephanie Graham, by the way. She wasn't on the microphone, but she was taunting him the entire match, screaming at him. He was on the outside, on the floor. Yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan made Triple H look so good that night. Um, a bunch of false finishes. He's the ultimate underdog. Match told a great story, led to a great mania. Um, if you notice, there's yes posters in the crowd, and Becky Lynch now rips it off with the yeah. man. That's right. Mm. Just like Cesaro ripped it off with the Cesaro section. Yeah. Um, this is how you use Stephanie McMahon. This is a great match. Yeah. 
Yeah, my number two as well. I'll just add a couple notes. Um, the crowd was crazy into this match. I mean, usually you need a, a, a warm-up, but they were already, they were so pumped for You needed a fire hose to calm them down. <laughs> <laughs> Brian had the bandit shoulder, so Triple H worked that pretty nicely on the announce table. Um, and the last thing I would say about this is Triple H hits him with a clean pedigree late in this match, and the crowd thinks that's it, and it, it's yep. over. Right. And he kicks out, and the place goes absolutely crazy. Bananas. Yeah. Um, so, and then he counters a pedigree, and, uh, and then ends up winning with the high knee. Great match. Might the high knee? Well. That's knee. the booty man's finisher? <laughs> um, I believe it was the knee plus. Yes. Yes. Uh, the one thing I want to add from an emotional standpoint and a storytelling standpoint, I think is the you best Mania on. opener. But for an actual match, yeah. I think... Oh, before we get to number one, because <laughs> that was my number two as well, honorable mentions. Pete, do you have I any have other? Uh, the Executioner versus... Uh, <laughs> Tito Santana, WrestleMania yeah. 1, fuck you. You know what I, know what I love about it is Lord Alfred Hayes is standing in the middle of the aisle and they're, they all run past him. Like, it wasn't like the openers you have today. Yeah. Right. And the ring, the, the the ropes were so loose. This is the biggest moment in your company's history, and you can't tighten the ropes. Yeah, that's a good point. We covered all the ones I wanted to talk about. I had five honorable mentions. Orndorff, Morocco at WrestleMania 2. Okay. The WrestleMania 4 Battle Royal. Yes, that's a great one. Yeah. And I would say, why? It's a tournament, right? Why wouldn't that spell the tournament? Why would that kick off the show? But I did like Bad News Brown. I think the winner of the Battle Royal should have gotten a spot in the yes, tournament. I agree. Bret Hart versus I, the Trophy. I like that the heels joined up at the end, but then Bad News Brown double-crossed Bret Hart. Um, hardcore Holly, Al Snow, and Billy Gunn, WrestleMania 15 for the hardcore title. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, AJ and Shane made my honorable mention. And then, be, just because I was there, and I'm a prick in that kind of way, the WrestleMania 14 Tag Team Battle Royal. I was okay. there, so it had to make my I list. wanted to put sure. that just because of Sonny. Yes. Yes. But the, uh, one of my other mentions, and a match that could have been, a match that could have been infinitely better, was uh, Tatanka Michaels WrestleMania Nine. See, I thought the eight match was better, and that's why it made my list. And Tatanka's didn't. I thought I think Tito's a much better worker. Than if it Tatanka. wasn't, if it, if it wasn't a dusty finish or a count out, whatever the frig it was, it's right. just eighteen minutes on a on a, yeah. a loose card. It's like right, right. All right. So number one, I think, I think it's unprecedented. We've got a unanimous number one, and I've got seven pages worth of paperwork to talk about. See you go last. I've got my <laughs> soliloquy. I'm going to let you guys talk, and then I'm, I'm going gonna... to go warm up the truck. <laughs> Pete, lead us off. All right. What is it? It is. The ladder match. Red Hart versus his brother, who is superior in every way. Owen Michaels. Except for living in life. Except for having Owen greasy Hart. hair. Red um, wins at the greasy hair factor. So here's the thing, all right? WrestleMania 10 holds a very dear place in my heart. It I, I, I want I to think it's one of the best WrestleManias, but it fools you because it's really a two card match. Two match card. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, two match card. Um, it's a two card road. <laughs> it's been a long This one match went six hours. Covered two cards. That first match, to me, it might be one of the best matches ever. To me, in my opinion, I think it's one of the best matches. They had so much chemistry. They went at it. I mean, everyone's seen the match a million times. Owen got the win, which was awesome. Yeah. But I think the thing that really bugs me about it is I think Brett is the the only reason Brett took the loss was because he knew he was getting the belt at the end of the night. 
Uh, I think that's the only reason he was okay losing to his brother. Okay? Because you can't tell me if that was Brett's only match with a knife, if he would have been okay with losing to his brother. If he's going to put over anybody in this world, and I think he would have, by the way, if things turned out different down the road, I think it would have been Owen. I don't disagree with you. Like, I mean, if you're gonna if you're like, gonna job not job, but if you're gonna like to somebody, the only person that Justin Strim would put over is Brandon Strim. That's right. And one A is Tyler Strim. <laughs> I just think Brett made that decision a hell of a lot easier because he knew he was getting the belt and he was getting carried off into the sunset by the wrestlers. Think about the match at the end of the match, but end it end also the set up. The remainder of their feud, right, and that's that steel cage match they had, right, was amazing. Right, think, think about um, think about the match. Brett was involved. No, that's not what we're doing at all right now. Brett, <laughs> Brett, Brett, Brett was involved in technically two angles. Right, the feud with his brother, and then the Lex Luger Yokozuna. Yes, the Lex Luger Yokozuna. Who touched first? Who uh, touched first? Who touched the ground? Who, who touched heads first? <laughs> Just want to know the rest of you. This was the first opening match with a backstory, and they rolled footage. I don't know who the guy interviewing Owen Hart is, but he looks really like... They're in like some high school gymnasium, and he's just spouting off about Brett, but that's another story for another day. Brett's in two angles. Owen, great promos. I, I beg to say he's better than Brett Hart in promos, because mm. Owen is the ultimate entertainer. Um, I love Mania and MSG. Um, Tony fucked up that... The aisle where they come out in the crowd, yep. and the fans are right there, rather than twenty where they have this long stretching yeah. eight mile turn. Yeah, like it's just like you're right in it. Like Ten. Oh, I've got, I've got yeah. so much to say. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah. Oh. Owen's gimmick is just Brett as a heel. Yeah. Think about it. They're, they're the same person. They yeah. say the same things, but Owen turns it around, so he's the heel. Oh. And his his heel work, he's mocking. Um, they had great. I mean, they're they're both. Stu Hart's kids, they had great... Even the, the, the rest holds weren't boring. Yeah. Because it's, right. like, it's something you've never seen. Right. Um, they had high-flying moves. Um, Owen, Owen eats shit big time in the match. Yeah. He tries to do the yeah. Eddie Guerrero splash. Yeah, oh, yeah. What was it? Owen was so was. athletic, man. Oh, He's just such a different style than his brother. It was a classic, good-paced match. Brett loses. Um, they both emptied every move they had, I think. Yep. Um, and it, it, he wins with a roll-up. You yeah. wouldn't see that today. No. It's just like, just a random, I don't know what Brett's trying to do, step on Owen's shoulders. Yeah, Brett was trying to like power bottle off the top uh, buckle or something. And like the biggest takeaway from the match is, for some reason, Owen Hart has come on his face at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. Oh, yeah, that's God. why I kicked your leg out of your leg. Great match. A couple things I'll add. Jerry the King Lawler is great during yes. this match. He, he says, was so good, even just making fun of their parents. Yeah, like, Stu, he's saying Stu he must have been, wearing his he must have been, tuxedo. Yeah, he talks a little bit about that, actually, on Jericho's shit yeah. on that cruise. The way he talks there. about that, he must have been Stu Hart's best friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I they were. But I would say this. Owen is a heel in this match, and that is a lost art. Every yep. single little thing, like he wins a tiny test of strength, and then he celebrates. Yep. He, he's, like, kicking Brett's face, and... Pulling his hair, complaining to the ref whenever he can. Um, Owen hits a tombstone in this match, by the way. And a side note, yeah, so many attempts. That's right, I forgot about and he that. Didn't, and he didn't paralyze Brett. Right. <laughs> it, was a, it was a tombstone, not a regular pile driver. Mm. Undertaker was not in WrestleMania 10, which we talked about. Now, what was he injured? Oh, 
I'll get to that. Okay. That's on page four of the soliloquy. <laughs> you know, it's funny, like, everyone thinks he was in every single WrestleMania since he joined the company. He wasn't. I would, no, that's true. And um, I would say, finally, this has the best belly-to-back suplex I've ever seen into a pinning combination. I'll show He's you one later. That's better. Oh, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> you, you and me on bed. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Brett, Brett is on his shoulders, I'm remembering. He tries to roll him yes. up, and, and, and Brett Owen counters it into the pin. So it sits out, yeah. It was actually kind of a nonsensical move, but it worked. It worked perfectly. It was a nonsense. While you're trying to walk on your brother's shoulders, you're not the flying Walindas. Right. Here we go. Right. All right, so we have a slurpy coming up. I have seven pages <laughs> to talk about WrestleMania 7. I'll try to make it work. So this match is the standard bearer for all opening matches on pay-per-view, not the, just WrestleMania. I hear it's wow. the Paul bearer. Wow. It was Owen's big night. He pinned his big bad brother clean in the middle of the ring, one, two, three. Made it clear that Owen was a star and he could actually beat Brett when Brett felt like losing. The foreshadowing of this match is the only part that put a damper on the match, as it was clear to any smart fan that Brett would never lose two matches in a row in one night. And that meant that Lex Luger was not going to become the WWF champion for an hour and a half just to lose to Brett at the end of the night. And that meant that Yokozuna was going to win the first match and then lose the main event. This great match spoiled the two biggest matches on the card. God forbid this match, this mania was in Canada. He would have made Owen tap and then made sure Yoko tapped as well. Why doesn't his pal Dave get on him more for making sure he doesn't? He got his win back from Yoko from the year prior because they. Dave always jumps on the jock of Hogan, Flair, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. The list goes on. But if Austin, Brett, or Dwayne wants to get his win back, that's how business should be. Right, Dave? Fuck Dave Meltzer. That's one. When the Ultimate Warrior signed with WCW, good old Dave Meltzer talked about how it was only so Hogan could get his win back. Because why was he always so obsessed with guys he hated doing things to get their win back? But if his number one source for spoilers and fake news got his win back, that's how the business works. Fuck Dave Meltzer. The pure crime of WrestleMania 13 not giving Brett his win back should have been grounds for impeachment of President Gorilla Monsoon and Shawn Michaels was an embarrassment to this great business and sport we call professional wrestling as far as Dave Meltzer was concerned. You leave Gorilla out of this. In July of 2017, Dave Meltzer tweeted, Shawn Michaels wasn't even in the top 30 all-time Americans in ring. So you know what? Fuck Dave Meltzer. That's three. As much as I love this match and the spectacle of WrestleMania, fuck WrestleMania 10 and its 10 years of glory. This is a new opinion for me, as I'm forming while I wrote this down, but one, it was in a shitty arena. Seriously, go look it up. It was built in 1879, torn down and rebuilt in 1890, rebuilt again in 1925, rebuilt again in 1968, they're rebuilding it again soon, and it was renovated in 89, 90, 91, 2011, 2012, and 2013. World's most famous arena, John's left nut. And the thing had two (laughs) fucking matches. It was a two-match card. Hey, what? hey, in all serious, my left nut was one time in, grossly inflated. I had infection. But that's, that, your I'm left. so lucky to still have my left nut. So let's, let's talk about this great WrestleMania 10. Following up Owen versus Brett was Bam Bam Bigelow and Luna Vachon against Doink and Dink. That's just what we need. An intergender match involving a fucking midget, a clown, a Hall of Famer, and a woman. Hey, hey, hey. Luna Vachon's not a midget. <laughs> But it wasn't even the decent working clown, Matt Bourne, who was awesome as Evil Doink. No, it was the silly fucking ha-ha Ray Apollo face doink that sucked three bags of ass. Great stuff, WrestleMania 10. 
followed that up with Randy Savage defeating Crush in what could have been considered a creative finish, but instead it just felt silly. It was a false count any- anywhere match, but not really. In reality, it was this weird new match where you had to pin your opponent outside of the ring, and he got 60 seconds to get back to the ring. And if they failed to do so, then and only then did you win. I kind of like that. Yeah. It could have been good, but Savage pinned Crush backstage and then hung him upside down by his ankles. Kind of, sort of. Crush fell to the ground with like yeah. 30 seconds left. Yeah. Big question, though. If this is a no-disqualification match and all that bullshit, why didn't anybody, Mr. Fuji, Yokozuna, the Quebecers, grab a pair of scissors and cut him down? As I said, Crush was managed by Mr. Fuji. Yeah. And although Crush was a white American from Hawaii no and his friend. manager was Japanese... What did the fans do to get on Crush's bad side? Chant USA. Why? Because the 90s, that's why. (laughs) This match effectively killed any push or mojo Crush had, and Savage jumped to WCW in October of that year. Alondra Blaze defeated Leilani Kai in a match that justified Medusa jumping ship a year later. Because fuck WrestleMania 10. Next, we had Men on a Mission versus the Quebecers. Men on a Mission won by countout and tried to celebrate with the titles. But as you know, the titles do not change hands by countout, you fucking morons. The only bright spot of this match was the Quebecers theme music and Johnny Polo. Can, can I say, I love when there's a countout in a, in a match and the heel, it's usually the heel who wins. They celebrate with the belts. He thinks he wins the title. It's like, like he's not even in the company. Like, we know more than him. Fucking morons. Men on a Mission would go on to win the belts 11 days later. You know it was I'm, said to be unplanned. Do you know why Men on a Mission won? Because he was fat. He was fat. <laughs> well, actually, it, it is. Because Mabel fell on Pierre and he couldn't get up. Exactly. And so they won the belts. Two yeah. days later. By they, that logic, Mabel should have won 90% of the matches. Dead. Um, two days later, the Quebecers regained the titles. Recently dead. Yes. This brings us to Yoko versus Lex Luger, mat number two. Do it had the potential Yoko to be... The, do you know Yoko was in that match? Was fat? He was fat. Yoko versus Luger too had the potential to be really good, but with the stupidity of Lex Luger celebrating his countout win at the 1993 SummerSlam, like he just won the fucking Super Bowl and an Oscar on the same night, still looming, and Brett's loss earlier in the night, which as I previously mentioned, we all knew meant this match was going nowhere. The only bright spot of the match was the fact that Mr. Perfect was the referee. He and Luger had a pretty decent match in WrestleMania 9 a year later, a year prior, excuse me. So something awesome was sure to happen. But instead, we got this weird lame duck disqualification that Mr. Perfect explained backstage with Todd Pettengale that by pulling Jim Cornette into the ring and shoving Mr. Perfect, Lex Luger was disqualified. So, not to interrupt, but what are you going to do? The, could Brett versus Lex have worked? I mean, they, they no. won the Royal Rumble together. They've done face-first face before. It couldn't it couldn't have worked because you would have had to have the belt on Luger for an hour and a half. And that's fucking pointless. I kinda like it though. I, it tells a different story. Brett like like I said, Brett's not losing twice in one night. But you know what I like it, it keeps it maintains but Owen that could have interfered too. It, it okay. main, it maintains that both guys have to fight twice that night. Yeah. Right. Right. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, where was I? Should have interfered. So, and not only did they do this stupid disqualification, but they never even fucking mentioned that those two had a match last year. Back to jail, Naomi! By the way, can I ask a question? Why is this on the pre-show? This isn't the pre-show. It isn't. We're live. This is live? We're live, pal. Oh, I thought this was the pre-show. No, he, um, he tried to get angry. Mr. Perfect oh, and... <laughs> Mr. Perfect <laughs> and Lex Luger... I figured it was a big deal. They were hyping it. It's huge! Perfect and Luger were scheduled for a big-time feud... 
but it never happened. Mr. Perfect was replaced by Crush and disappeared for a year and a half. Nothing was ever said again because by November of 95, Luger would have jumped ship to WCW. Next, we had Earthquake versus Adam Bomb, which went 35 seconds, or as I like to say, 31 seconds too long. Do you know why it went 35 seconds? Because Earthquake was... Fat. This is fucking, this is fucking pointless. There's not even enough time to watch. Do you think, can we do a, a fattest WrestleMania cards? <laughs> we can. But this, this, here's why a 35-second match at WrestleMania is pointless. It's not even enough time to get up, walk to the bathroom, wait in line, do your thing, wash your hands, and walk back to your seat. Not fucking long enough. It's fucking bullshit. You're saying there was a piss break match. It was, but there was enough Adam time to piss. Bomb could go off at any time. <laughs> HBK versus Razor Ramon in the ladder match. Wonderful. The the second best match on the card. Incredible to anyone and to anyone who says they took too long or Sean had a match with a just favorite. a ladder and Razor was just there. It's probably sitting at this table. Nope, nope, As Jim Cornette would say, thank you, fuck you, bye. This is a great it match. A Many people claim they went too long and because of that the ten man tag had to be Ugh. cut. But I'm sorry. IRS, the head shrinkers, Rick Martell and Jeff Jarrett against one, two, three kids, Sparky Plug, Tatanka, and then smoking guns. What a fucking match. Yeah. What a shame we missed out on that one instead of a longer Shawn Michaels match. Go back and check how many times Bret Hart went long and a match had to be cut short. Don't feel like doing it? I'll give you one. How about when him and Owen decided to go 32 minutes at SummerSlam and cut the main event down to nine minutes? The only person you should be talking to walked away. Where'd he go? He couldn't take my rant anymore. Anyways, no, no one brings that up. Why? Because fuck you, Dave Meltzer. I think I hear Strim weeping in the bathroom. The 10-man tag match did happen a night later on Raw. Team IRS won when he pinned the 1-2-3 kid. The dark match was the Heavenly Bodies, who, as you know, are on the Mount Rushmore of unappreciated tag teams on this show. Heavenly Bodies, Beverly Brothers, Rougeau Brothers, and the Twin Towers. But I'm sure that match was a fucking barn burner. So for all the glory they tried to build up on this great WrestleMania 10 event, um, all they did was put it back in the shitty fucking arena, have Vince the Fink, Leilani Kai, and Piper on the show as originals from WrestleMania 1. No Hogan, no Heenan, no Monsoon, no Undertaker, no Oakland. No fucking Undertaker. The biggest fucking star over a long period of time in that company needed to take off before WrestleMania 10. But you know what they did have? Donnie Wahlberg. I'm getting to Donnie Wahlberg. Don't don't you worry. Don't you go talking to him about Donnie Wahlberg. Are you, what, like, are you fucking serious? I never thought I would say this, but in part, fuck The Undertaker. Because let's have one of the world's worst matches, the fucking casket match, and go away and then show up to wrestle your friend dresses you at SummerSlam instead of being at WrestleMania 10. Who's his friend? Uh, Chains from the DOA. He was the fake Undertaker. My favorite, my favorite DOA member. So, the only, the only issue, uh, and I heard you while I was taking my break, for lack of a better term. <laughs> could you hear if that you, from the bathroom? What I heard, yes, I could hear. The old... If you are not on the WrestleMania card, you don't get the bonus, is what I've heard. And because of them going long, because of Sean going long, those IRS and, and co, we'll call them, were excluded from that bonus. I don't know if that's true or not. The company if it is still true, give them a bonus if they win. I want to know if they got it or not. They should have. I'll do some research. Yeah. I'm willing to do the research. But fuck that match and fuck you know WrestleMania 10. I, I don't blame Shawn Michaels or Razor Moe for that, though. That's the company's fault. That's the company's fault. If, no, they, if, if the company if they told went you to go 20 minutes and you, you know went 35 what? minutes. There's ways to get them, go, get them to go home if it's going too long. Or how about you say, hey, Brett and Yoko. How about they take a minute away from Brett and Yoko and have the 10-man tag anyways? That's hey, fine. you know what? That's fine. No man left. Vince, Vince, if he wanted to, could stroll down there and say, get the hell out of my ring. 
Vince could do if whatever it meant he wants. Let's be honest. Well, they can pay, pay, pay those guys. Yeah. Re- share. Regarding anyway. The Undertaker at WrestleMania 10, the big question who will you face? Great question. We already discussed can't be Yokozuna because Brett needs to get his win back, right? Can't lose two manias in a row, right, Brett? Um, but not a good question because look at his WrestleMania opponents. Snuka, Roberts, and Gonzalez, 7, 8, 9. The fucking streak is a joke. 11, he wrestled Bundy. 12, he wrestled Diesel. Not a great match. 13, he wrestled Sid. Look at this. You don't look at the streak early on. You look at it later. Yeah, the streak wasn't a thing until probably about the year, what, 2002 maybe? 18. Right, which makes the streak bullshit because the first half of it, those matches were all terrible. And he was fed all washed up stars anyway. It's not about how you start, it's how you finish. Ooh, the Patriots have won the AFC East 90 years in a row. They play the Jets, the yeah, Bills, and the fucking yeah, Dolphins. This doesn't matter. I just want the season to start. So they got 18,000, I know, six rings, I love it. They got 18,065 suckers to buy tickets to this turd that was 10 years in the making. No, 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 no. They weren't suckers, they were worse. They were New Yorkers. We don't have 10 years in the making, but you don't get Hulk, who also didn't go to WrestleMania 20, despite being under contract because they didn't have a main event story for him. So fuck Hulk Hogan, too. He was her brother. You also don't have The Undertaker, but you get Donnie Wahlberg, who hadn't started acting yet or sleeping with Jenny McCarthy. But he was singing. He was part of the hottest band of the 80s. He was still a new kid, and Face the Music had come out in January of that year, which peaked at number 37 on the Billboard 200 chart. I'm peaking at 37 right now. You got Burt Reynolds, who a year and a half earlier made Cop and a Half, which made $41 million on a $4 million budget. Burt Reynolds. Cy Sperling, the hair club for men guy. A midget, two Bret Hart matches, Little Richard, the Fink in a wig, Mr. Perfect and Roddy Piper as referees, and Ronda Shear as the guest timekeeper. For those of you who don't fucking remember Ronda Shear. Did you say Harry Shear or Ronda Shear? Ronda Shear. For those of you who don't remember Ronda Shear, she was the host of USA's Up All Night, which aired on Friday and Saturday nights. Up All Night. It was like a sketch show that also aired B-movies, including Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. She also acted... title ring. It's a B movie. Look, Ronda was also an actress. She appeared in JD's Revenge, Quadrant, Gal- uh, Galaxina, Party Games for Adults Only, Doing Time, Basic Training. She was in Spaceballs. She played the waitress at the diner oh. when Barf orders the special, and then yeah. John Hurt parodying his alien check character, please. Gilbert King, gets sick, and the alien explodes and sings Hello, My Baby. Then they stand up and go, oh, Check, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't remember that? Seriously? No, it was fucking hilarious. Anyways. Then we find out, like, Lone Star is a prince because he opens the fortune cookie from yogurt and they fly back to Druidia and they interrupt the wedding. Yeah, there's your girl. Liv? Oh, I love Liv. Um, so they, and then she was also in the Rollerblade 7, the legend of the Rollerblade 7, Return to Frogtown, which is the sequel to Roddy Piper's Hell Comes to Frogtown, mm-hmm. Tender Loving Car, Assault of the Party Nerds 2, Heavy Petting Detective, Earth Minus Zero, Don't Quit Your Day Job, The hot. Fanatics, Desperation Boulevard, Prison A Go Go, you are all going to die, and she also recorded an album in 1996 called "Your Bedtime Buddy." I've seen Earth Minus Zero. She's hot. I'm getting off topic, but seriously, fuck Get WrestleMania out. 10. The whole premise of the main event was based on two on this two winner bullshit from the Royal Rumble. If you remember, Luger was granted a title shot at the SummerSlam after he body slammed Yokozuna in the USS Intrepid on July 4th, having dipped the narcissist gimmick to be the new red, white, and blue hero. And then he did the Lex Express bullshit where he did the, the mall tour. Um, I always wanted to go to the mall to find the Lex Express because yeah. I was eight years old and I was a loser and a mark. What do you mean was? I know. No today. <laughs> then Jim Cornette agreed to the match on two conditions. One, he wouldn't receive a rematch if he lost. And two, he had to wear a pad over the steel plate in his forearm. Anyways, 
He won the match by countout, as I stated earlier, and he had to campaign to get a rematch. But he won the fucking match. Right. The, the, the yeah. stipulation was if he lost, he wouldn't get a rematch. He won but by countout, but they couldn't say that because then we were like, oh, he's going to win by fucking countout. Um, do you know what he won by countout? back then, by the way? I feel like they didn't do him until like 95, 96. Do you know, he, do you know why he won by countout? Because Yoko was fat and he couldn't get off the floor. Exactly. Um, You're welcome. But so they they had to find a way to get around it. And as Governor Body famously oh said, God. "Rules and bones are meant to be broken, McMahon." <laughs> and since the rule wasn't if he doesn't win the match, we don't, we need we need to have it. You she know, just broke the door. Thanks a lot, Nia Jax. One last thing, though. <laughs> Let's not forget, Brett also got his leg kicked out of his leg after losing the tag title match to the Quebecers after being too damn selfish to tag Owen in. That makes two pay per views in a row. Where he refused to, where he lost the opening match and won the main event. So fuck Bret Hart and fuck Dave Meltzer. Wow. Finally, Chris Jericho was quoted as saying, "For me, the best match on WrestleMania 10 was always Bret versus Owen, and it kicked off the show and it was hard to follow. The story was amazing, and it was kind of Owen's coronation. It was a great moment." Rob McNew of Four and Eleven Mania said, "Bret versus Owen and Razor versus Shawn were both coin flip choices for not only match of the year, but match of the decade as well. Hmm. So in closing, fuck Dave Meltzer, fuck Madison Square Garden, wow. and fuck WrestleMania 10. Chris, but this match was awesome. I'm take wow. it, I, I sense wow. a little anger. Chris, wow. I'm going to take it one step further. <laughs> Beyond WrestleMania 10, fuck the WWE. We nope. lost a great talent because of a stupid gimmick. Owen Hart should have been a main event to later in his career. I don't get why but he because, was so bad because he had a, and it because, wasn't that bad. Because he was booked. <laughs> as, WrestleMania Nine is worse than WrestleMania. Because he was 10. booked as the Blue Blazer, we lost him, and he should have never been in that situation. He should have been on the fucking ground, walking in as some sort of a champion. He could have uh, said no to that. Accidents, accidents happen. Yep, the chubby ones. Um, the Samoans lost. Those, those, those two gentlemen are being escorted from the chamber. So, I don't think WrestleMania 10 is a great WrestleMania. However, it's going to be perceived as one forever because yep. it's you have, two, you have two classic all-time matches. You know what? That's all you need. Yeah. Hey, some bands make careers out of two huge hits on an album. Yeah. Right, David so, Spade. it's a classic. <laughs> I agree with most of what you said, but I don't get why you're so angry. So, let me, let me say something. If, if WrestleMania 10 was going to happen, let's say it was next week, Vince... It's a different climate. He would sell out to get Hulk Hogan back. He'd sell out to get everyone back. It's a different situation. Yeah. I mean, Hulk was in WCW at WrestleMania, for WrestleMania 10, but still. Like, he, he hadn't out. debuted yet. He would sell what out. the fuck? Show Let, Let's. You can't blame he, Lex for being put in the position he was put. Vince was trying to make the new Hulk Hogan. Oh, no, I don't blame I don't blame uh, Lex at all. And honestly, you know what I when Lex he power-slammed Yokozuna on the Intrepid, that's pretty awesome. slammed Body slam. No, it's true. It was awesome. Do you know what I blame Rick for? I'm sorry. When he showed up from the helicopter, it was awesome. And and I don't don't hate the finish for that Royal Rumble. I think it was clever. Now, I don't think they executed it well enough where it was clear that they did not hit the ground at the same time even though they tried to replay and show it. But you know what? It was a good story, but this is where they went wrong. Owen should have won the belt. On my brother Owen should have beat on. Brett in that steel cage match, or Owen should have beat Brett so badly in the first match, and you could even give Brett the win in that match, where Owen somehow weasels his way into that on. main event against Yokozuna because mm-hmm. Brett got beat 
so badly by Owen. Because he goes. I would have loved Owen that. Owen gets the belt, and then you give Owen the the, the bragging rights to be like, Brett, I beat you I so bad, that. you couldn't main event WrestleMania. And I'm not gonna. Now. And that is how that. Should have gone. I'm not gonna rebook WrestleMania so, 10 because it's gonna happen the in the booking because of the fuck WrestleMania 10. I said it, you know. Yeah. But, so. it, but by today's standards, Vince would have sold out and doubled down. He would have. He would have had Hogan there. He would have there, been double or nothing all in. He would have had Hogan Savage, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. The biggest night of his life. Savage was there. Stars. Savage know, was there, but, man. But he was facing the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah he faced Crush. Crush. Crush, Crush. So after that. Wow. Rant. I'm out of voice. Um, yeah. Episode 25 is coming up next. Completely what do we got bad. for a topic there? Strampson? <laughs> I think we're all emotionally drained. Well, <laughs> I, um, I'm going to show my friend John Tremley the light. Because oh we are going to do the top 10 fat wrestlers. Yes! Let's go! Of all time. You know what? I'm going to double down. I want to be here for that. You and I want to eat the fattest meal. <laughs> a man, buffalo. You chicken. heard it here, folks. John's going to have a heart attack live on air. We're going to have mac and cheese something while we while wow. we talk about mac it. Mac and cheese sandwich. Top 10 f- was fats. I'm so excited. Oh my god. I need to be By the way, this match looks pretty good. Yeah. Fat wrestlers. So, Becky is dead. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, I thought your rant was great. Bailey, 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 sorry, wrong, should be a book. Wrong B word. Um, <laughs> the bitch is dead. Yeah, I think I think you uh, should be an opinion writer for wrestling, Chris. I think you should take over for Dave Meltzer. Fuck Dave. You Meltzer. should start the Dave Chris Parcella Meltzer. torch. Dave Meltzer. That's way killer. It doesn't matter. Please. Well, that's gonna do by it. By the way, I think Mandy Rose might win this match. I hope so. She's getting a push, man. I don't know. Nice move. Man. I think that's Becky's a very good move, by the way. I think Becky's gonna take care of this. That's a great view, too. <laughs> Becky. <laughs> all right. Um, that is gonna do it for episode 24. I hope you all enjoy Elimination Chamber whenever you have. I hope you enjoyed Elimination Chamber because by the time you hear this, it will be over. I'm enjoying this porn festival. I want to thank uh, Pete and John for joining us again. Thanks for having us. I'm sorry my number five was a boss. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're welcome. It's a highlight of the show. Wrestle Botch. Send your hate mail, like I said. Tank Wicker Man 2K2 at AOL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Send it to that one. <laughs> and uh, thank you very much. Bye.